You think you know how the world works. You think that this material universe is all there is. But what if I told you the reality you know is one of many? This doesn't make any sense. Not everything has to, Doctor Strange. Through the mystic arts, we harness energy and shape reality. The Avengers protect the world from physical dangers. We safeguard it against more mystical threats. Come with me. We'll die protecting this world, Mr. Doctor. Mr. Doctor, it's strange. Maybe. Who am I to judge? Episode 162. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good at toss it, good at taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftovers. And the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And And we're we're the the leftovers. Leftovers. Stop. Hammer time. All right, guys, huge week. Uh, we got uh, Doctor Strange. We're going to talk about Doctor Strange. Maybe at the end of the podcast, if we have enough time, we'll talk about the Wonder Woman trailer briefly. But this week, it is all Stephen Strange, Doctor Strange, the 14th film released by Marvel Studios for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Jake. Yes. Any good trailers? Uh... I, I enjoyed seeing the uh, Star Wars Rogue One trailer in IMAX 3D for oh, the first yeah. time. Yeah. That was really crazy. Yeah, it was. I tell you, you haven't... That shot where, like, Vader's rushing the screen almost fucking, like, creeped me out yeah. seeing it on the IMAX 3D. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Like, it, it was almost frightening. Yeah. I, I, it's a must-see in 3D. Yeah, definitely. 3D looks spectacular. Yeah. What about, what about you guys? You see anything good? Uh, I saw the Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, I wish that would have been. I did not get that in 3D. Really? Yeah. Did you oh get- no, no, no! It wasn't 3D. They they didn't tell me to put on my glasses yet. Yeah, I yeah. would. I really would have liked to seen what the 3D looked like in that. I, was I don't like the screen telling me what to fucking do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I got on, that. Put trailer. on your glasses now. It's like fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I got that trailer, but I went to 2D, so it was all 2D. All 2D. Yep. Yeah, I can't think of any other spectacular trailers that I got, to be honest with you. Yeah. Can't think of anything else. Oh, we got the Guardians 2 trailer. Yeah, it's not a trailer, though. It's a sneak peek, so I was surprised that they threw it in there. Yeah, I was surprised to see it, too. Yeah. It was cool, though. Yeah. Oh, man. Did you guys, like... I, I love the part where... And I, I it's got to be the part where they're breaking out of prison when Rocket and... Uh, 
Yandu are walking on that bridge, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. those guys are flying. Yes. Rocket, oh, cool. I guarantee you, somehow Groot or Rocket or one of them, baby Groot, you know, bust them out of prison, set off some kind of like gravity thing, some kind of gravity button. Yeah, just like know? in the first one. Just like in the first one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. We still don't know what race that is either. They look really weird. Yeah, I couldn't tell. All right, guys, we're going to be talking about, uh, oh, yeah, how you saw it in IMAX 3D. I saw it in IMAX 3D. Then I went back for a second viewing and saw it in 2D. Oh, cool. So I got both. Uh, Frank, you saw it in 2D? Yep. All right, guys. Synopsis for uh, Doctor Strange. Marvel's Doctor Strange follows the story of the talented neurosurgeon Doctor Stephen Strange, who, after a tragic car accident, must be put must put ego aside and learn the secrets of a hidden world of mysticism and alternate dimensions. Based in New York City's, City's Greenwich Village, Doctor Strange must act as an intermediary between the real world and what lies beyond. Utilizing a vast array of metaphysical abilities and artifacts to protect the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Not just the Marvel Universe, but the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's yes. got to protect it, Jake. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I did want to talk about, uh, I mean, they, they've brought up Stephen Strange and some of the Easter eggs in previous films. Yes. I wanted to point out that Doctor Strange takes place. I, yeah, I want to take, I want to talk about this first. Doctor Strange takes place in 2016 to start. Mm-hmm. It does. It we does. saw that award on the wall, and it was uh, it said 2016. He had like kind of like a uh, like a uh, like an award, some kind of like mm-hmm. plaque or some shit. Yeah, some doctoral. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. So 2016. So yeah, it's like his origin story starts just like other Marvel movies, except for Captain America: The First Avenger. It starts in our time, like as we are being introduced to the character. Yeah, which shits all over the Easter eggs. Yeah, well, yeah. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in, Thor, uh, in Thor, the original Thor, the Eye of Agamotto can be seen among the treasures in Odin's treasure chamber, so that was back in 2011. Mm-hmm. Then again, in Thor the Dark World, back in 2013, the crossroads is among the various phrases written on Selvig's chalkboard. The crossroads is an other dimensional reality that has a prominent role in the Doctor Strange comics. And then, of course, we all remember in Captain America, the Winter Soldier 2014, Jasper Sitwell mentions Stephen Strange as one of the high-risk targets that HYDRA keeps under surveillance. So apparently they're keeping tabs on a talented neurosurgeon. Yeah, you never know when you need him. <laughs> yeah, you never know. And they're, they're, they call them a high-risk. Yeah. So you never know. I mean, oh, come on. War Machine got paralyzed. Maybe they need him. <laughs> yeah. No, War Machine's part of the Avengers. That guy was part of HYDRA. Yeah. It's stupid. They, I think they threw it in there prematurely. I yeah. just think it's a dumb Easter egg that. that they weren't thinking ahead. Yeah, I think at the time they didn't realize what was yeah. going for him. I yeah. agree with you. Yeah. Um, go, going back to the uh, Eye of Agamotto showing up in the uh, Thor movie. Yeah. Do you remember that? Did it, did it look like the same prop? Uh, I'm gonna have to go back and watch it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, I mean, they should. I, I honestly don't feel like. I felt it was silly just to put the gauntlet in there because the gauntlet had all the gems in it at the time. Yeah. And all the gems are now scattered among, uh, scattered across the, the universe. Those weren't the, right. they were just placeholder gems. Placeholder gems. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These are cubic zirconia. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, it was, uh, the royal family's birthstones. There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Thor's born in January. <laughs> this Thor's marble collection. Right. All right, guys. This movie is directed by Scott Derrickson. Uh, we all know him. He's the writer and director for movies like Sinister, m- horror movies, the, the Exorcism of Emily Rose, uh, Deliver Us from Evil, 
really good horror movies. Sometimes the endings don't stick the landing, but I've appreciated them. I agree. I love Emily Rose. <clears throat> Scott Derrickson is a big fan of Doctor Strange and spent his own money on a concept video he pitched to Marvel so that he could get the job of directing the film. So this guy's a fanboy, and I like that. I like that, too. I, I like that he um, seeked out Marvel rather than the other way around. Right. Yeah, I love it. Uh, it's written by John Spates and Scott Derrickson himself. Uh, it stars Benedict Cumberbatch as Dr. Stephen Strange. Jake, I found this interesting. Yes. And I want to throw this out there. Uh, apparently, Benedict Cumberbatch, and tell me if you're going to buy this or, say, sell it, okay? Okay, buy it or sell it. Benedict Cumberbatch was the first choice and was offered the lead role of Stephen Strange, but initially had to decline due to his theater commitments playing Shakespeare's Hamlet, which will clash with the film's proposed shooting date. I sell. When <laughs> I'm not done yet. When the release date was pushed back from July 2016 to November 2016, he was able to commit to shooting. Joaquin Phoenix was the studio's second choice for the lead role, but Phoenix, after a few months of deliberation, eventually turned down the offer due to his reluctance to do a multi-picture deal that was required by the studio if he signed on. Yeah, it sounds like they put a cumber patch on that information. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. I'm not buying it either. No. I'm not buying it. I think that Joaquin was their first choice. He turned it down, and then they got they got him. So yes. sounds like Feige's putting his own little spin on it. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess. I, what's the point in that? I, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It's like, oh, well, we can, we're never wrong. We got our guy. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I think it's silly, too. Yeah. Uh, we got Chuetel Ergia 4 as Baron Mordo. Uh, he, I want to point out he's been reunited with Benedict Cumberbatch uh, since they did the movie 12 Years a Slave. Nice. So, uh, Rachel McAdams as Christine Palmer, Benedict Wong as Wong. <laughs> wow. Yes. The irony. Two Wongs make it right. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Mads Mickelson as Kaecilius. Mads Mickelson is the third Hannibal Lecter to appear in Marvel films after Brian Cox, who played William Stryker in X-Men 2. Uh, back in 2003, and Anthony Hopkins. That's a very interesting fact. <laughs> yeah. Who played Odin in the Thor films. That's so. all of them, right? I mean, who, what Hannibal Lecter's left? Uh, I don't know. That's it. I think I think they wrapped them all up. Uh, Gary Oldman and Mads Mikkelsen were considered for the role of Baron Mordo. thought hmm. that was interesting. That is interesting. Uh, Tilda Swinton, uh, she played the uh, Ancient One. Morgan Freeman, Ken Watanabe, and Bill Nighy were consider- considered for the role of the Ancient One. Hmm. So, yeah. Uh, it's interesting that Tilda was the only female considered. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Stuhlbarg as Dr. Nicodemus West. They called him Nick in the movie. Uh, I love this actor. Great character actor. Uh, was in Boardwalk Empire. He was in Trumbo and Steve Jobs. I hmm. think this guy's fantastic. I love him. Nice seeing him in a Marvel movie. Benjamin Bratt as Jonathan Pangborn. Uh, the Doctor Strange movie has a runtime of 115 minutes and an estimated budget of $165 million. Uh, let's see here. Spent some moolah on that movie. Yes. Now, before we rate it, guys, I do want to talk about the new Marvel moving logo. Yes. Jake, I mean, do you have any thoughts on it? I was just curious, like, if, if there's anything that you liked about it or anything that you didn't like about it. Uh, nothing in particular. I, I think it's nice. I, I think I kind of prefer the old logo, though, to be honest with you. Uh, maybe for the same reasons that I'm thinking. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm interested to hear what you, Something was definitely off-putting about this new logo. Like, They're celebrating 
the cinematic universe. The old logo, they were flipping through the pages and cele- celebrate. I know it's a nitpick, but they're celebrating what they've done in the cinematic universe as opposed to celebrating the comics by Kirby and Stan Lee that got them there in the first place. Are they trying to just separate? Did you see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a great point. And, and I'm not saying like 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 – I'm sorry, Frank, I cut you off. What were you going to say? I was just going to ask if the, if you thought that they were trying to separate themselves from like Fox and Sony who get to use the Marvel logo just because their characters are Marvel, but they wanted to really drive the point home that this is Marvel Studios. That's a good point, Frank. It does give them a separate logo to put before their movies than, say, the Fox X-Men movies and Wolverine and whatnot. Mm. Mm, it's interesting. It rubbed me the wrong way a little. I bit. I didn't like it. Yeah, it's just another another giant shit on the comic industry yes. from the from the movies. Yeah, it's like look what we've done. Right <laughs> here's Black Widow and here's the Hulk, <laughs> Hawkeye. Use the vision, <laughs> Captain America. And it's it's not like it's not like classic Kirby designs either. It's like it's them in the movies. Right. Yeah. You know, and it, 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 they kind of gave him like a colored pencil look, you know, but still you could clearly tell like that's Chris Evans. That's Jeremy yeah, yeah. Renner. That's that's Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of another slap to the comic books. Man. And, I, and I also like seeing each individual Marvel movie having the different like art from whatever yeah. character they were yeah. using, too. Yeah. That was always really cool, too. Yeah. I'm not saying I hated it. I'm not trying to get like on a soapbox here and say, you know what I mean? But yeah, it just, you know, it's I feel like. In these movies, like they never, they never promote the comic. Books. Yeah, God forbid they help sell a comic. The only thing that promotes the comic is that they do name their movies that are event films after the comic, even though they really sometimes have nothing to do with said event. <laughs> Age of Ultron. Yeah. Age of Ultron, <laughs> or they're loosely based. I mean, and maybe people will go out and seek out that comic. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the movie, you know, it, we don't get like a little message like, "Hey, you, you like this movie? Well, go to the go to your LCS, go to your local comic shop, and uh, check out these titles." Yeah, you know, it's a bunch of shit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a bunch of shit. I, I'm sure I brought it up in the podcast before, but I brought it up directly to Bendis in a panel, Did and, you? and he basically just shit all over me for bringing it. Really? Up. Yeah, oh. he was a giant asshole. Company man, yeah, I, and then Matt Fraction stood up and defended me. Good, yeah. yeah I've, I've always like ah, Matt Fraction; he's a great guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I love Matt Fraction. Yeah, Matt Fraction is good. All right, guys, let's see here. Now that I bitched and moaned about a, a logo and, <laughs> and probably lost like twenty five percent of our listeners because I'm pissing and moaning about a logo, I don't know. If they've left because of that. They, no, the priorities are fucked. We're gonna get new <laughs> listeners on this one. People are gonna want to hear Doctor Strange reviews, and they're like, "Oh, this guy's pissing and moaning about a logo. I'm out." <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. We're comic book fans. It it does hurt. Yeah, it does. They do it shit really like does. That. Yeah, yeah. Without the comic books, we wouldn't be watching these wonderful films. No, that's true. All right, so uh, guys, uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, we are going to rate Doctor Strange. Uh, so if this is your first time listening to Pop Culture Leftovers, we want you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right, toss it, taste the Tupperware. Frank, I'm going to start with you. What did you think of uh, Scott Derrickson's Doctor Strange? I am willing to bet I'm in the minority. I really didn't care for it. I'm going to give it a low taste it. I feel that there was a lot of wasted opportunities. 
a lot of things that they kind of promised ahead of time about like mind blowing visuals and things like that that I at least didn't get in the 2D version of it. Um, I felt like uh, Cumberbatch gave an underwhelming performance. You called him Cumberbatch. You saying he botched this film? <laughs> Could have. It's yeah. Cumberbatch, Chief. Sorry, sorry. Jesus. I thought that was a clever joke. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, it's, it's just me being an idiot. It's just a fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. I, 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 I thought Clusterfuck did a good job in this movie. Uh, <laughs> I never felt invested. I never felt invested in the character. And for a film that is close to two hours long, I felt like they had to hurry through some things, which made some other stuff just not pay off. But uh, Tilda Swinton really was the thing that kept me from putting this at a toss. That she was the most interesting character, and. Uh, I'm uh, sure. You're talking about uh, anorexic Charlie Brown? Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Are they ever going to let her kick that football? <laughs> <laughs> she looked like a mix between anorexic Charlie Brown and, like, uh, Gollum. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I, got, I got lots of details as to, like, specific things that I didn't like, and I'm sure we'll be able to get into that as we break the, break the movie shit. down, but... Yeah, low taste it. Low taste it for Frank. Jake, talk to me. Uh, I'm trying to gather myself from the Gollum comment. <laughs> <laughs> give me, give me a second. It's precious to us. Yeah. Um, her holding the eye of Agamotto and calling it her precious. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know we had talked like. You know, I don't think we said this on the podcast, but I remember Brian, you had brought up that going into this movie, you were expecting to see a serviceable movie. Yes, much like Ant Man. Right, you were expecting not to hate it, but not to love it. Right, and I completely agreed with you. That's exactly what I expected to walk into here, and I was actually pleasantly surprised and absolutely fucking loved this fucking movie. I'm going to give it a Tupperware. Um, I completely disagree with Frank about the visuals not being awe inspiring. It must be that you saw it in two. I mean, this shit was like Steve Ditko come to fucking life. And it fucking blew me out of my fucking seat. I fucking loved it. And as much as I hated on Benedict Cumberbatch before I saw this movie, I absolutely loved him in this role. Like, 20 minutes in, he was Stephen Strange to me. And it, I just fucking loved it. I thought Tilda Swinton was great. Um, one of my biggest complaints, I guess, if I'm going to nitpick, is it's another Marvel villain kind of thing where the villain's not the greatest and everything. But I'm willing to forgive it this time because of such a great setup with the Mordo character for future movies. And I really loved the kind of slow burn on what's going to happen with him. And that really made up for me, made up the whole Mads Mikkelsen thing. And I didn't think he was terrible, mm -hmm. um, but nothing awe-inspiring or memorable or no really amazing lines or anything. And uh, yeah, I, I fucking loved this movie. I, there was a few jokes that didn't hit, I guess, if I want to be nitpicky, but I get it. That's the Marvel formula. You know, it's a, it's a, if you've read a Marvel comic book, Marvel comic books have lots of jokes that sometimes hit and miss. And, sure. and so I expect the same thing from the movies. Right. I, I absolutely fucking love this movie, though. Tupperware. All right. So I, I am going to let me let me rate uh, a few different things here. Uh, I'm going to tell you one thing that I thought uh, seeing this and I saw it twice. Yeah. Uh, the first time I wanted to just sit back and enjoy the movie and see where it, where it took me and if I liked it or not. Second time I'm taking notes. I was in a, a theater the next day at around four o'clock. Not too many people in the theater, so I could have my phone out and not bother anybody nice. and and make some notes on my phone and kind of like get ready for the podcast. So the second time I did not enjoy it as much because I'm of course I'm doing notes. Okay, <laughs> it's, it, you know the first I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm basing this rating off of the first time that I watched this and I watched it opening night IMAX 3D. 
packed house. I will say this. I got into a uh, a battle for the armrests. Oh, shit. Oh, I hate that. Wow. I hate that. What is armrest etiquette in a theater? I don't even fucking know. I usually try to go away from people. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the rule is there. We need a clear rule. Is it like you get the left armrest, everybody gets the left one? Yeah, but what if you're right-handed or left-handed? Right. right? Yeah. And what if I somebody took, else in the row's not? Am I just the biggest dick ever cuz I took both? <laughs> no. Not the biggest dick yeah, ever. He kept trying to like like weasel his way in there. I was like, dude, I was like I was like my 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 elbow was like a like an old oak. <laughs> it was with, a rock. with the with the with the roots You're dug not into the me, ground. Motherfucker. <laughs> the roots were just grabbing just just in the ground and he was not moving me. So yeah, um, but yeah, there, that battle was going on. Now let me just talk about I wanna say that this is the best acted Marvel movie ever. Yeah, ever. I, I could see that. You've got Chuetel, uh, Frank. You got Chuetel Ejiofor. You got Benedict Cumberbatch, Tilda Swinton, Rachel McAdams. This is the best acted Marvel movie I've ever seen. Yeah, I can't. I agree. The visuals in IMAX 3D, stunning. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm so glad that at the last minute, the day before the movie comes out, I'm glad that I bought the IMAX 3D ticket. Uh, I was blown away. It was uh, the, unbelievable. Just blown away. And, uh, you know, I love Doctor Strange, the character anyway. I really do. I, I'm a fan. And going into this, I was just like, are they going to do it right? I mean, the visuals that I've seen on TV, I haven't been too impressed with. It just looks like Inception. I just, I, I'm echoing everybody else that's talked about it. It looks like Inception, but it did. I, there's no, it, there's no way around it. I said the same thing. But you know what? They held back on some visuals for us. A lot of them. A lot of them, too. They held back. I mean, sometimes it looked like I was fucking like watch, watch looking at like a blacklight poster uh, back in the day when I'm fucking tripping on acid and shit. I'm oh, just yeah. like, wow, this is insane. Um, I'm going to talk about my experience watching it the first time and how pumped I was. I Tupperware this movie. Awesome. I was pumped, Jake. Yeah. Like when he was fucking using the magic, I was just like, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. Like when he was conjuring up magic and shit, I was like, oh my god. And when I saw the cloak of levitation. Oh, my God! Like, all these things. I was just like, this is so good. Um, the only thing that was a little distracting but also awesome at the same time is when Buddy Dick Cumberbatch talks in an American accent. Yeah. He sounds so much like Jeff Bridges. <laughs> so much like Jeff Bridges. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. But, you know, I, I, I loved it. Jake, I loved it. I, I, I think the only way for me to, like – really 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 love this movie though all yeah. the time is going to be for me to watch it the way it was meant to be seen in IMAX 3D it yeah. was just so goddamn good I want to see it again in IMAX 3D I want to go to the fucking I want to go I want to get knocked out of my body again and go into the astral plane <laughs> and I want to I want to look at that fucking butterfly in space again <laughs> that butterfly in space was fucking awesome yeah that's what I want to do I tupperware the fuck out of this movie we're, we're going to break this thing down but my god Jake oh it was unfucking believable unbelievable I, I turned to Michelle like halfway through the movie and I was like, I can't believe it. This is fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, and I saw it with the packed house too. And you could just tell like it, it just enwrapped the entire fucking crowd. Yeah. Like it, it was, it was crazy. Once it was over, like my entire crowd just started cheering. Yeah. When, when the movie was over, just started cheering and clapping. It was unfucking believable. Yeah. I mean, and, and this is what Marvel's doing with like third, fourth tire characters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we can't even get fucking Batman and Superman right over in the other camp. Right, so, I agree. Ugh. 
they got an uphill battle over at DC when Marvel's putting out Doctor Strange movies like this. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and we recently just got basically saying we we heard Kevin Feige recently say something like it would be super cool to make an Inhumans movie. Yeah. So I mean, I think he's thinking about it now. Like even though it was on like their they were going to make it, and it feels like they kind of pulled it off the table a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. He might he might say fuck it. I feel like that's why nothing's really going forward with the – I don't know. I'm not watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but maybe that's why, like, nothing's really going forward with them re- introducing, like, the royal family for the Inhumans. Yeah, they kind of dropped that and brought the yeah. Ghost Rider shit to the forefront. Maybe they're thinking that they can – yeah, yeah, Ghost Rider. Yeah, maybe they're thinking they can actually do something with the Inhumans now. Like, Yeah, it's like what character can't they do something with at this point? Like, the sky's the fucking limit. Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, and I'm so excited to see more Doctor Strange from Scott Derrickson. I mean, what a bold choice for Marvel to let Scott Derrickson have this, and he, and he really put his stamp on it. Oh, it was man. fucking amazing. Let's talk about. We'll talk about some of the visuals there, but the little fingers, shit, the hands. Oh yeah, oh, my god, that was super creepy. And super when it goes creepy. into his mouth over and over and over yes. and over again, really fast yeah. and shit, yeah. I was just like, what? Well, and then and then all of a sudden it splits to like you're looking at his face, and then he dives into his own eyeball. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, this is insane. Yeah, it was like a straight up acid trip. Yeah. Except more expensive. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly. All right, guys, it's time for a Pop Culture Leftovers movie review. Not this time. Not this time. <laughs> Frank, that sucks. No, well, yeah. You, you kept it from being a Tupperware party. I can't. I, yeah. Yeah, your cheap ass should have saw it in IMAX 3D. I know. I still don't think that that would have made that big a difference. No, the only emails that I'm going to get is, I agree with Frank. <laughs> I don't think so. I, no, we do. No. Trust me, we do. I ain't agree with not the, Frank. I'm sure you get them, but not the only emails. Yes. No, yeah. right? No, well, that's the only ones that speak up. Oh, yeah. Everybody else just kind of like, oh, they Tupperware it. I'm happy. But yeah, then, people like, that completely agree don't have any yeah, reason to contact exactly, us. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's the people that are fueled by anger. <laughs> Fuck, no, this ain't got nothing to do I with anger. I with Frank. Frank's the only one that, like, grabbed his balls and said he didn't know. I feel like we grabbed our balls Tupperware in this movie. I said it was going to, yeah, I said all along that I thought this movie was going to be a taste it and nothing more. Yeah. It did not look like anything more than just like your regular Ant Man taste it. Yeah, and, and like you said, they really held back in the trailers. Yeah, they did, like not seeing it in 3D and not seeing a bunch of the visuals. Yeah, like I, I was really blown away. I'll tell you one thing, and we'll get to it. I'm not going to spoil it now. If if you're listening to this, yeah, we're going to have tons of spoilers. So right now, here's your official spoiler warning. This is a pop culture leftovers spoiler warning. Today's forecast calls for spoilers straight in your dick hole. You have been warned, spoiler pussies. This had the best ending. Oh, yeah. Of uh, I, I don't know if it had the best ending of any Marvel movie, but it's up there. Yeah. It's up there. I'm trying to think of what what Marvel movie had a better ending than this. Yeah, I a don't more know. innovative yeah, I don't know. It was a, a, an incredible. We'll talk about the ending later. Yeah, but man, I the ending to this was just—I thought it was phenomenal. So, are you going to go ahead and see this again in IMAX 3D before it's gone? I'd love to. Yeah, I would me like. Too. I would really me like too. to. I had a lot of fun with it in IMAX 3D. It's, I think that's the best way to watch this one. Yeah, I feel like you have to see if you're going to. Sounds see, you like have the to. only way to watch this one. 
Yeah. No, I think the story's good enough too. Yeah, yeah I think the story's own. very good. It's it's not no, just it, visuals. It's not the, just the visuals. I mean, we'll get into details and shit, but I mean, I I definitely feel like I'm missing out now on on. They the set up the per- they set up the character like from the get go. Like I I know who Doctor Strange is. Yeah. I know who this guy is within ten minutes of watching this movie. Yeah. I know exactly who he is. He is the best at what he does. He's very uh, he's meticulous. He's competent. He's cocky. Self-centered. Self-centered. I just got that he was a raging fucking asshole egomaniac. I never felt like I cared one way or another whether or not he got his hands back. Wow. Yeah, I did I did not have that feeling no, at all. No, not at all. I, I never connected with him whatsoever. I'm not connecting with you right now at That's all. That's fine, but I, I didn't get it at all watching the movie. Yeah, I felt he definitely okay. learned learned humility, and, and, and I learned it along with him. Like, Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I loved the character about halfway through. Yeah, yeah, like the point in, like, when he finally gets to... Uh, you know, uh, Katmandu and, and he, and he finally meets Baron Mordo and, and the ancient one. And he's like, teach me. You know, mm-hmm. I felt like, yeah, like she put him in his place. The ancient one put him in his place and like, he's ready to learn, even though he's still kind of like rebellious and shit. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's ready to learn. Like he, he's changing. He's suddenly changing his, you know, his mind is more open to these things. Yeah. And he's always going to be an arrogant to some degree character. I mean, mm-hmm. that, it's the same thing in the comic book. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a nice enough guy, but he's still always very confident and very arrogant. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I mean, people make like, uh, you know, uh, the comparisons to Tony Stark and he does have like the charisma of a Tony Stark mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and still a lot of humor with the character. Oh, definitely. You know, especially later on. I think we should even see more humor in the next movie once he's... M- once he's a little bit, he, he becomes more eccentric once he gets more used to being the Sorcerer Supreme. Yes. You yes, know what I mean? Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, just with all his different devices and yes. gadgets and yes. then going to all the different dimensions right. and doing things right. and whatnot. See, I didn't know anything about the character going in, so I had nothing to go off of as far as like what kind of feel I should be getting from him. Mm-hmm. And like as far as any of the humor went, I felt like it was just completely out of place. Like if they would have just done away with it, it would have been a better film. Especially like when he's talking to the librarian, Wong. And I, I can't remember what it was, like the different variations of the name that he kept saying. I'm just sitting there like thinking, just stop, dude. Yeah, Doctor Strange comics are full of humor, as most Marvel comics are. That joke that joke paid off. He comes in there. Are you talking about when he calls, he says, uh, your name's Wong? Oh, like Adele? Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Eminem? And he kept saying the one-word name. Yes, like, but when they cut back, Wong is listening to Beyonce. Yeah. And that was funny, and that was the payoff. And it seems so out of fucking place, though, for a monk to be sitting there listening to fucking Beyonce. That's why it was funny. Yeah, that's that's what made it me. funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, maybe if Wong would have had his wang on the table, then you would have laughed, Frank. <laughs> I just, I oh, look at Wong's wang. It. That's hilarious. <laughs> just oh my gosh. For me. Wow, that's highbrow comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about it, man. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 the humor for the most part was pretty funny in this movie. I laughed a lot at the uh, Mads Mikkelsen calling him uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Doctor. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. some, some yeah. funny stuff. Yeah, Mr. Doctor. He was so out of touch that, that he right. just thought that that was what was going on. Right. Like, in his mind, he wasn't even making jokes. Right. And I yeah. thought that was really funny. Very much. Uh, not like Kind of like Drax, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I, um, what did you think about, um... What did you think about Caecilius? Let's talk about Caecilius a little bit. I mean, yeah. Um it's another it's another Marvel villain that I feel like they they wanted to do something with, but I feel like there was a there's another villain that they're setting up in Mordo. 
Yeah. Right. But and then and then we also got they're also setting him up as kind of like he was kind of set up as uh the lackey to Dormammu. Yeah, yeah. He's just kind of the like the catalyst right. for, for introducing the other bigger villains. Right. I feel like they could have made him feel like a more dangerous dangerous present presence though. They could have done that. I, I've seen it done well in a lot of other movies where mm-hmm. the main villain is still scary. Yes. But his henchmen his henchman can still be pretty badass. Like his main guy can still be pretty badass. I wanted to feel a little bit more fear when he walked in the room. Like when portals are opening. Yes. And he comes out. I want to feel a little bit more fear for the characters in the movie yeah. and other characters. Just a little bit more. Like I want him to have more of a presence. I, 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 I have to agree with that. And uh, it, it's not enough to sway my rating. It, it almost was. It almost was. Mm-hmm. But there were when I especially when I watched it the second time, I noticed it a lot more. But I'm, I'm also taking notes, and I, I'm trying to go off of like the first time I watched it and how I felt mm-hmm. watching it in IMAX. And there were so many fist pumping moments with Stephen Strange himself. Yeah, that watching it the second time when I've got my head down on my phone for half of the movie, <laughs> yeah. I can't really give it that fair shake. So. I'm going off the first time I watched it. I I absolutely loved it, but I felt like he just was not. Oh man, he, he, I mean, yeah, I not awe inspiring. Like, yeah. like, oh, I'm so scared that this guy's right. there. I, right. I get that, and it's Scott Derrickson, which I feel like could give us a scarier villain. Yeah, you know, so I feel like he's like basically what they did was they're like, okay, uh, we're gonna say like he wants to bring Dormammu into this world. And when he does that, once he does the ritual, now we just give him some, you know, moving guy liner <laughs> and now he's evil, you yeah. know? And I feel like that's just like, I want to see like more evil things. Like, yeah, we got that he was evil at the beginning when he's killing, you know, the first librarian. Yes. Yeah. He kills that guy. And that's pretty damn evil. Cuts his fucking arms off to take the book away from the dude. Yeah. That's pretty fucking evil. And then, spoilers, the way he takes out the ancient one, when, when she, holy fuck, when she hit the ground. Yeah. Oh my god. Holy yeah. shit. That, was it a decapitation he did in the library too? Didn't he decapitate someone? He cut the dude's head off. Yeah, yeah. I remember That's the, they I remember the, the arms for. coming off too, right? Yeah. I thought the arms came off. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I thought the arms came off, and that was kind of like a nod to like all the Star Wars Easter eggs that they've been giving with the <laughs> arm yeah. getting cut off. Yeah, but I, but also like the the one guy that's in the temple, he had his arm, his hand cut off. Mm-hmm. Remember him, the first guy in the temple. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had a hard time gauging like skill level based on the fact that you take him who's struggling to even open a portal, and then she sends him to the Himalayas, and he opens a portal, to come back. And all of a sudden, now he's skilled. It's not too far after that that he's just reading some books, and then the attacks happen, and they're killing masters, but he's able to half-ass fucking take care of himself against these guys? A lot of time had passed there, Frank. I know they didn't give you, like, the musical montage showing him do all the training and everything. but Right, but I, I didn't feel like there was any kind of a progression at all. It went from he can't to he can, and we just accept it. No, I mean, I think Baron Mordo kind of summed it up when he said that you're a natural at this. Mm-hmm. I, maybe I'm paraphrasing, but Baron Mordo said, like, you are made for this. Yeah. I still had a hard time believing that he was able to hold his own against people who were killing masters, though. 
though, when he looked like he was bumbling and kind of no, there's something doing just like in the Star time. Wars: The Force Awakens. There's something special about Stephen Strange, just like there's something special about Ray. Yeah. I bought it. Yeah. There's something special about him. Spoilers at the end of the movie, he's the Sorcerer Supreme when we see him at the end of the movie. So clearly this guy has a gift for the occult and the dark and the and not the dark arts, but the, the, the art of magic. The mystic arts. The mystic arts. For me, they just explained that away like, okay, well, he's got a photographic memory so he can read this shit and just get it. I thought that was just You missed the movie then. You missed the entire movie then. Apparently Frank. I did. You did. You watched that, this that the, the wrong way. way. To me. You got the wrong thoughts and you totally missed it then. You yeah. totally missed I it. I thought both. the scene when he um comes back from um the Mount Everest was really the clincher that shows that he is like starting to learn how to use this like mystic right. arts and everything. Yeah. And from there we kind of just fast forwarded to that he'd done a lot of studying. Yeah, and then he wants to learn even more, so much more. He's like soaked up all this knowledge that he wants to soak up even more that he goes back to Wong and he and Wong he goes back to the library. Wong's not there and mm-hmm. he comes across the eye of Agamotto. Mm-hmm. And he starts to use the eye of Agamotto. And they're shocked that he can even use that. Yeah. They're like, how did you even use that? And he brought those pages back. Yeah. That, that was really cool. The Apple stuff was really fucking the cool. The Apple was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Did you guys notice at the beginning of the movie, I'm not, we jumped we jumped all around. At the beginning of the movie, we got that shot of Avengers Tower. Yes. 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 So and I the skyline. That, thought that was very cool. That was super cool. The wreck, I don't know about for you, but they had the volume cranked up real loud. When, oh, he, when he got hit, I jumped. I jumped, too. I jumped, too. Holy and shit. And I knew it was coming. Yeah. But I still, it was just like, holy shit. Yeah. It was really loud for us, too, which I prefer. You guys catch that he was offered, like, the job of working on Rhodey? Yeah. Right yeah. while he was driving? Possibly Captain Marvel, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They talked about the 22-year-old that's schizophrenic and got hit by lightning. Yeah, yeah. Which could be, like, a new origin story for her. Yeah, so. that very well could be Captain Marvel that he's yeah. talking about there. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Benjamin Bratt as Pangborn. I thought that was kind of like uh, – I thought that was cool that they threw him in there at the beginning, and that was his lead-in to finding the uh, – Catmandu, going to Katmandu, and then what did they call that place? Oh, I can't, I don't remember it either. Was it, was, it was close to Katmandu. It was like Kamartaj. Yes. Kamartaj. And I thought that was a really cool to, way to kind of like introduce Kamartaj is for like this one guy to have been healed like that. I liked it when he, when he found out from the one guy, uh, uh, that, that he's doing the physical therapy. Yes. And, he, and he's doing like the stretchy thing with the fingers. And, uh, He's like, you know, has anybody been able to come back from this? And he tells him the story about that guy. But he calls – he's so condescending. Even then, he calls him bachelor's degree. <laughs> yeah. 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 Benjamin Bratt was really good. A real small part. Yeah. But he was really good. Yeah. I like and I him. like how they kind of bookended his story with the stuff at the end. Yeah. Like he was the one that led Doctor Strange to do what he did. And yeah. then it was also the one to lead Mordo, Mordo later right. on to what he's going to do. Yeah. I thought that was a real cool bookend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about Rachel McAdams in this? I, I thought that this was a better love story, ten times better of a love story um, than anything that Thor has done with uh, Natalie Portman. Agreed. Agreed with that. God, her mole was gigantic, though. Was it in, in th- IMAX 3D? 3D? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they need some sorcery on that mole. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Jesus, they need to Tom Holland that thing off. <laughs> Wow. I must have definitely missed out on that on 3D. I didn't notice a mole. You didn't notice her mole? No. Oh, man. It was giant. Yeah, it was huge. On the side (laughs) of her face? I think I might have saw it once. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Like in IMAX 3D. Holy shit. It's sitting in your lap. (laughs) 
you could see the two hairs coming out. Oh, of it. nasty, dude! It was it was bad. It was bad. it was like it was. It's like you need to get that checked out. That could Is be that natural, or did that they put be... that on her for the film? Uh, no, Rachel McAdams has. She that has role. that. Role. Oh shit! Yeah. I don't feel like a dick <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, you should have felt like a dick when you gave it a low taste. Fuck that! I stand by it. I know you stand by it. Shush! I stand by it. Just like you stood by your fucking Suicide Squad rating, you puss. I actually enjoyed Suicide Squad more than this. Fuck me, but still, yeah. I did. And the Batman v Superman rating. Yeah. And I still taste it after the extended edition. Wasn't it a toss it to begin with? It was a toss it. Let's talk about Doctor Strange and not Frank's stupid fucking ratings. <laughs> <laughs> not his butchered ratings. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, the Dark Dimension really blew me away, though. Yeah. Like when I was talking about it looking straight out of Steve Ditko, like that was the moment. Like mm-hmm. you can look at panels that look exactly like that. Yeah. Like, I was blown away. It was, it was fucking cool. But they held back on that, too. Yeah. I had no idea it was coming. No. No idea. And yeah. then when I saw it, I was just like, oh my God. I can't believe they're doing this. This is amazing. Yeah, it was fucking sweet. Yes. And I mean, I'm so excited for a sequel to this to just see what other fucking dimensions we go into and what. Now, the mirror dimension, that's something new. Yes. I've never seen that before. I don't remember that from the comic. I mean, if it, it worked though. Yeah. And I got the gist of it. Yeah. And like, I love the, uh, I yeah. love the mirror dimension. Yeah, and explained why all that Inception stuff we saw in the trailers yes. was going on. No, I love the mirror dimension. I thought like the whole concept behind it was amazing that they could create a mirror dimension. They could fight within the mirror dimension. They could still be hurt and harmed, but everybody in the world can't see what's happening mm-hmm. and can't be hurt. It was kind of like a training. It's supposed to be kind of like a training place, but she, but the ancient one actually used it to fight Caecilius and her army and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It became much more than a training place, that's right. for sure. Yeah. Excuse me. Oh, you're fine. Uh, let's take a quick break. Oh, yeah. Come right back. I could use the smoke. are back guys yes gonna talk some more dr strange can't wait to hear frank's excitement for the film <laughs> yay <laughs> oh, yeah i know yeah it was no suicide squad sir <laughs> frank, frank why didn't you just toss this movie yeah i don't understand what you liked about it at all tilda swinton honestly tilda swinton. she was incredibly interesting she was the only person i ever felt really any kind of a connection to whatsoever uh and uh, spoiler alert they killed her off i just yeah, the rest of it just fell really flat for me yeah uh, one character brought it up to a low taste. I guess so. All right, fair <laughs> enough. All right. She was great, though, Tilda Swinton. Yeah, she was good. She yeah. was good. She was good. Uh, let's see. I want to talk about uh, one of the most powerful scenes I felt like in the movie was when uh, after Doctor Strange has uh, – Stephen Strange got in the car wreck. Mm-hmm. And they took him into the hospital, man, and he is laying in the bed. Oh, yeah. And even in 3D, when, like, he's got his arms outstretched and you can see, like, all the different, uh, I don't know. Pins and pins shit. Pins and stuff, hands, like, in yeah. his hands. Even in 3D, that looked amazing. Yeah. I, it was terrifying looking. Oh my! It looked like something like uh, Jigsaw would, some device Jigsaw from Saw would put you in. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, apparently it's supposed to heal him. 
And uh, some, I don't know, like, I, I, there was a lot of jokes in this movie, and uh, a lot of them were Mentis jokes, but, like, uh, she said something like, uh, they did all they could, nobody could do any better, and he said he could. Like, I the could. guy next next to me started laughing like that was a joke. <laughs> I was like, I was like, dude, that's not funny. I was like, dude, what movie are you in? Is your name Frank? Like, what the fuck is going on? He here? hated Steven Strange. He was glad that he didn't get to do his own answer. I guess. Ha ha. <laughs> I felt like it was really sad. I you thought know? it was really sad too. Yeah. Oh, especially the part like he's on the like he's gone through like all these different surgeries, seven total. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get another surgery done. He's on a Skype call with this guy that's in another country that's a specialist, and this guy's like looking over the chart and saying there's nothing i can do i'm sorry i'm sorry and he hangs up Stephen strange has been writing this entire time and they finally pan over i had mixed emotions about it because they show like he's been writing his name and it's all scribbled part of me was like this is so sad and the other part of me inside was laughing because it looked like the way my grandma would sign her my <laughs> my, my grandma would sign the checks over for my like my birthday and shit it looked like old grandma writing <laughs> So, part of me was torn, you know. It's like, ah, that's that's sad. But on the flip side, it's hilarious. It looks like old granny writing. I like how they actually addressed the money issue too when it came to him getting all that surgery and treatment. Yeah, uh, Rachel McAdams actually addressed it. Yeah. He, he, you know, he was great at spending money, yeah. and now he's spending money he doesn't even have. Reminded me of the Doctor Strange cartoon, yeah. uh, the animated film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she actually, like, in the cartoon, she was the one that paid for him to fly over to, like, wherever he was going. I don't know if it was Kathmandu in the actual animated movie. I but I've been a while since I've seen that. But she she paid for, like, his ticket to fly out there. He'd already depleted all of his funds. Okay. Yeah. So, that, and yeah, if you haven't seen the Doctor Strange animated movie, oh, watch it. It's amazing. Probably the best thing Marvel Animation has ever done. Absolutely. It's so fucking good. Yeah. But um, the other scene that I wanted to talk about was the scene where she comes over to visit him. She brings – I believe she brings over some like takeout, some food. Mm-hmm. And uh, he – this is like right after he got off the phone with that guy. And he's talking he, talking to her and really upset at her for like sticking around and, and trying to be there for him. He's just like pushing people out of his life. I felt like that was a really powerful scene between them two. Yeah, it's the kind of thing you don't see too much in these movies like that. Like, that's, it felt that, very real. Very real. That, that, that's what I'm talking about. This is the best, in my opinion, and it's just my opinion, so take it for what's, what it's worth, which is not a lot, but I felt like this was the best acted Marvel film I've ever seen. I'm talking about high caliber actors. You know, Rachel McAdams, I mean, she was in Spotlight. Yeah. Hopefully you know? she had a good time. Yeah. Hopefully it's not a Natalie Portman situation. Yeah. Where Agreed. she won't be in future movies. I'd love to see her come back in future films. Yeah, I think there's much more to do, like with her. Like we don't yeah. even know how their relationship really ended up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, we got Chuadel Ejiofor and Benedict Cumberbatch in this movie. I mean, the scenes between Mordo and 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 uh, Strange were just like wow. They were just some of them were just like uh, the, these guys work so well together. I mean, the chemistry that they had on screen and like. I, I felt like Mordo was no throwaway no, at all. Mordo was one of the most interesting characters in the movie, Let's I thought. Talk about that training scene. Yeah. That, like, such a small scene, Jake, but mm-hmm. I mean, so powerful. Like, they're, they're at, uh, Camartage and, uh, they're outside and they're training. And I thought it was cool that we saw those, uh, we saw the, the staff of the Living Tribunal. Yeah, that was fucking That's awesome. from the comics. We also saw, like, the, the, those, 
boots that he had on, those were dope. And the way that they showed the way that he moved with those boots, mm-hmm. not only in that scene, but in future scenes where he's actually fighting, yeah, that was cool as fuck. I thought that was a really cool use of some of the magic, uh, some of the magical items, these items that have been imbued with magic. I thought that was really cool that they threw that in there. Yeah, the magic was super cool. Yeah. I, um, I read an interesting article that talked about how there there are zero guns in this movie, like at all, and I found that to be really cool. Like Scott Derrickson made a conscious decision right. that this movie was a movie based in magic, and yeah. he didn't want any character ever using a gun or firing a gun. We've seen guns in pretty much every other Marvel movie. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, they use like you know guns. Oh, uh, yeah. Even in like the Avengers film, we saw the Chitari have some sort of like a futuristic gun. So right. yeah. So I, I thought it was a really bold decision to to not have any guns, not have a single character. This is like the anti Punisher film. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. Which it I sound like such like. a douche, but I, I think it would have been a stretch to try to include guns. None of that stood out as far as like being special to me. The fact that they didn't. Yeah, it's so easy. It's just such an easy thing to have a character firing some kind of firearm. I mean, it could be anybody, and not just like we the, did see a bullet though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's all we saw. Yeah. And that was a cool scene. That was a cool scene. I, I love that scene. It's like, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't watch a lot of, um, like, uh, ER medical dramas. Medical dramas and things like that. Or, or just those shows where they do show shirt surgery. On oh, TV. yeah. That shit grosses me out. I can't do it. Like, they take, like, the, <laughs> they take the camera and they go through the body uh, and yeah, 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 yeah. twisting and turning. And then all of a sudden, but it was really cool just the way that he shot that because you could see on the screen what Stephen Strange was doing. And then as soon as – you're still watching it on the screen and then you see the bullet pull out in like real time. Yeah. I was like, that is very fucking cool. What a what a great shot. This I, did, is- I did think it was a little bit house-like how the one dude tried to pronounce him dead and he called it like, no, he's not dead. It just has to do with the lead oh, Nick. in the system. Yeah. 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 I did think that was neat. Yeah, it was cool. Oh, but I love the redemption for Nick at the end when he when when Stephen Strange knows that he his hands can't do it, but he's going to help guide Nick and let and let Nick take over. I thought that was a really cool arc, just for such a small character of that Nick character. Yeah, that- it worked for Strange too. It made Strange less of a pompous dick. Yes, that this guy that he had just basically ridiculed up and down yeah. for the first like third of the movie. Yeah, he was like he put his faith. in I him. loved that. Yeah. I love that so much. I hope that we get to see more of Nick in the second movie. I hope that he's part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe now. I love that actor. I loved him in Trumbo, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought he was fantastic in that. Who was he in Steve Jobs? Steve Jobs. I can't remember exactly what character he was, but he was in that film, okay. the one with uh, Fassbender, and I love him. He's such a great character actor. Um, when a lot, you know, and I mean, like, I people don't really even know him by name, you know. He's not even at, like, William H. Macy level yet. You know no. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, it was nice to see him in this film and for them to actually give him something to do. That yeah, was a great role for him, yeah. even as a, a supporting character, like a minor supporting character. He had some really meaty stuff. Right, right. Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I loved, I, I thought the origin story was set up so well. I thought it was I thought it was masterful the, the way they set it up because it was like it went through very quickly but I got the gist of it like I got all that I needed to get. Yeah, the the pacing in this movie in general was was a Tupperware mm-hmm. for me. Like it was so well paced and yeah. it, I was I was never bored and it it felt like a half an hour when it was over. 
Yeah. Like, it just felt like a roller coaster ride. I love it when they're going through, uh, when he finally gets to Kathmandu and he's walking around, he's asking people for Kamartage, Kamartage. Mm-hmm. And he finally, Mordo finally says, you know, I'm going to take, I'll, you know, uh, he's guiding him to Kamartage. And they walk pa- past, like, those people that look very tribal. Mm-hmm. And he stops and he says, uh, aren't we supposed to be here? These people look very Kamartage. <laughs> this, the, you know, I thought that was very funny. Yeah. And uh, they, he, he gets introduced to the, the ancient one, and he's still thinking science yeah. the entire time. I thought that was very cool. Like, this guy is a very science-minded guy. That's what he's done. That's the studying that he's invested his life in. He's invested so much of his time into studying science and, uh, you know, uh, surgery and, and all these different things. He's a neurosurgeon. And so, like, when she's talking about, like, you know, their different methods, mm-hmm. he's thinking, like, is that you – know, I love that line of, like, uh, is that how you're able to get away with this? Like, it's unsanctioned or something like that and <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And she's she's like, you're, you're not getting it. <laughs> One thing that I did like was how they broke down some of his assumptions, how he thought that the old guy – that he thought would be the ancient was the yeah. ancient as opposed to Tilda Swinton. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was very meta too because like that's who we would have thought yeah. going into this would have been like that's what the ancient one was supposed to look like. Honestly, like would you have rather have seen like Ken Watanabe be in this role? Like a part of me like at the beginning of the movie we saw like the trailer for The Great Wall mm-hmm. and I'm thinking to myself – why do we have Matt Damon in this movie? Like, uh, yeah. Why can't we have like <laughs> the whitewashing of Hollywood? The whitewashing of Hollywood. <laughs> like, why can't they trust some of these wonderful Asian actors that are out there? And I felt like is this is this another one of those things where like they're taking jobs away from like Asian actors? Like Ken Watanabe, I felt like would have been a great choice for the Ancient One. Yeah, I, I felt like you know uh, that would have been very cool. Um, a lot of people. We're upset that, you know, they're still sticking with a white Danny Rand for, you know, the Iron Fist film. And I, I thought that it was a perfect time for them to introduce a, a, an Asian American character mm-hmm. for Iron Fist. But I'm not like, I'm not like, um, standing on a soapbox and saying, fuck you, Hollywood, though, at the same time. You know yeah. what I mean? And Danny Rand is a white guy in the comics. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I said, yeah. I said, but I thought like this would be the time for them to actually give it to an Asian American. Yeah. If, if we didn't exist in a time where they actually cast Tilda Swinton, in this role, mm-hmm. it probably would have meant a lot more to me if they would have went ahead and cast an Asian American actor or any Asian in that role. But Tilda just herself, for being able to act so well to like where just physical gestures come across as like big acting moments, uh, it's hard to discount her as an actress in any role uh, of significance even though she's she's not of the same race that that would mm-hmm. be. Yeah, they mentioned in the film that uh, the only thing that re- they sh- that they really knew about her is that she's lived for a long time and she's of Celtic descent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all that we really knew about the ancient one. And that kind of came back too. Yeah. Like, that stuff her yeah. living a long time was, yeah. was a big deal later on. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Who do you think our first Asian uh Marvel character will be in, represented in a movie? Oh, the uh, the uh, Asian character? Yeah, or a character played by an actual superhero played by an Asian American. Mm. I, 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 off the top of my head, I can't think of anything. Maybe Shang Chi. Possibly, if we see him get, I could see him getting Netflix treatment. Possibly, yeah, because yeah, like even though like we've heard that they 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 they, I guess they've kind of 
teased maybe having a proper Mandarin. Mm-hmm. I can't see them doing it with an Asian actor. I think I think Marvel would kind of back off from that. No, they'd get a big power actor to be the, yeah. to be the villain, right? So yeah, so, yeah. So Tilda Swinton was great. Her facial expressions alone just really wowed me. Like she was just so expressive. Loved it. Loved yeah. it. Loved it. Loved it when she used her magic and her magic. Uh, she actually turned it into like uh, almost like kind of like a fan blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it reminded me of like the Mortal Kombat characters that would use the fan blade. Katana oh, yeah, and Melina. Yeah. Katana and Melina. Yeah, yeah. It, that's what it kind of reminded me it of. Did. And I thought that was really dope. I Her was shit just was like, all real intense, and I really believed that she had a mastery of over this power. Yeah, I loved the scene where. Uh, Steven is kind of whining that he can't do the stuff because his hands are all fucked up. Yes. And the ancient one brings out the guy that's completely missing a hand. Right. And he <laughs> yeah. just whips the shit right up. Yeah. Basically a big F you right to Steven Strange. Right. Like, hey, that's not your problem, motherfucker. That's not your problem. <laughs> yeah. I thought that worked really well. and I, which, which is why I thought the Himalaya scene was perfect. Yeah. I, it got the point across. It was like basically she was just saying, you know, I mean – you just have to focus. You have to just focus. And and, and, and and he was putting too much pressure on himself. And you just have to focus. And so she threw him out there so that he would he, – he'd be forced to do it. Yeah, he, he, had a, he had a half an hour yeah. or he was dead. Well, she said, you know, in the, in the state that you're in, you're going to last a couple minutes. Yeah, yeah. He'd be in shock. Yeah. And what, what do you think would have happened if he would have died? You think she would have just left him there to die? Uh... If he couldn't muster up the magic right there, do you think that she would have just gone and used the Eye of Agamotto and brought him back? I don't know. Turn back time. I don't know. I don't know what she would have done. I think he would have been a lost cause at that point. Yeah, yeah, maybe. She's got enough of herself dipped into the darkness to where she probably wouldn't have gave a fuck about somebody who wasn't special enough even to come back from that. I think she would have been sad. I think, but that, I don't think she'd have saved him. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. I, I I didn't think of it that way. I I guess I don't have to think because we know what happened. Yeah, obviously Stephen Strange lives. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Other way, end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Strange will not return. <laughs> no, that's what I love about this movie. It took us so many different places. I mean, we got. I mean, we got to go to so many different places within this movie. We got to go to Kathmandu. Uh, they we, they took us to the Himalayas. I mean. Uh, the Sanctum Santoriums that we saw, the mm-hmm. Sanctum Santoriums that we saw, we got to see the New York Santorium. We got to see, you know, the Hong Kong, uh, Hong Kong Santorium. I love that kind of shit. Yeah, that was super cool. I like seeing like the kind of the inter passageways between all the Santoriums yes. too. Yeah. And that was really neat. Yeah. I love the battle within the New York Sanctorum. I thought that was oh, so yeah. amazing. The way that they shot that. Uh, I loved, uh, I, I- the dial on the wall. Oh yeah, that was super cool. The dial on the wall where, you know, he would flip it and he would see like, uh, you know, uh the ocean was there first. He flipped it and then you saw the desert. Mm-hmm. And then when Caecilius comes through, I lo- they set that up so perfectly. Like he, he had enough time to like kind of just like see this dial on the wall and kind of figure that out. Yeah. And then it comes back later. It pays off. It wasn't just like a fun little quirky thing. Yes. It actually pays off. Later, when he's fighting Caecilius, and Caecilius does the uh, flippity shit where he, you know, starts twisting and turning everything, kind of like the mirror dimension. And uh, is it the mirror dimension that he's doing at that time? I don't understand that part. I think so. Okay, I think so. Okay, I love the decision to make the cape sentient. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The cloak of levitation. Yeah, that was all right. And I we like get that. we get that right there in that same scene too. That was about the only that. spot that I fucking laughed was where the cape was beating the shit out of the dude by itself. Yeah, that was hilarious. Where it was just bashing his head against. <laughs> the- there was a, there was a lot of moments where I laughed in this movie. Oh, me too. That was one of them. But yeah, I loved it actually when uh, Caecilius goes to attack him and the cape stops him. Mm-hmm. And then he tries again, and the cape stops him again. I'm yeah. just like, that is awesome. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? Right. I read an interesting tidbit. You know the scene where the cape wipes his tear for him? Yes, yes. Yeah, that, that was actually Benedict's idea. Really? That he pitched to Scott Derrickson. Interesting. That Scott Derrickson liked and included in the movie. I loved it when he is going for the axe. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm reading the new... The, the new Doctor Strange uh-huh. comic book with Jason Aaron, and like he loses a lot of his power in that, and he has to use an axe. Mm. And so he's going for the axe, and the cape is like leading him over to like that restraining brace. Yes, and he get that restraining brace. The way it moved, it was awesome. Kind of because it kind of made like Caecilius do like this moonwalk backwards. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> and then it just directed his body, and then like he was all like. I don't know, just restrained. It was so dope, dude. I love that scene where they're kind of talking and Caecilius is talking, basically kind of saying, like, what we're trying to do is just control time and we want eternal life. That's all we want. Mm -hmm. And Dormammu wants to, you know, Dormammu is part of this and we want to summon Dormammu and Dormammu is going to give us eternal life. And then Doctor Strange says what everybody in the audience (laughs) is thinking and he says, but look at your face. Because <laughs> that's what you're thinking. Like, yeah. you can talk about how good you are and what you're doing is right, but your face is fucking evil and it shows. Yeah, and you- I was just like, that was like a mic drop. I love that. Yeah, you might have eternal life, but you're not going to be getting any ladies anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Don't put that picture on OK Cupid. Yeah. <laughs> Use an old picture. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And then uh, I loved the scene. And this was straight out of like uh, one of my favorite comic books, uh, the mini series that Brian K. Vaughn did. Uh, oh, the oath scene. The oath scene. The, the when he goes into the astral plane and he's fighting with it in the in the hospital. Yeah, they just kind of flip flopped uh, night nurse for Rachel McAdams' exactly. character. Exactly. Yeah, that was super cool. Very cool. And it looked just like the comic. I thought I thought it was so awesome that whole scene. I loved it when they're they're throwing each other into walls. She. He's trying to keep him alive and like they're throwing each other into different things like the light, the wall, and these things are moving in the room and she's just freaked out. Yeah. She's freaked out. And then and then we've got Nick and he's getting something out of the vending machine. Mm-hmm. That was a great scene. I cracked the fuck up when yeah, they, that made me laugh. When they when they when yeah, when they flew through the vending machine and more of the chips started <laughs> falling out, he more came chips. back for more. I thought that was so good. Yeah, and I kept thinking it was like when that scene's happening, I'm like, oh, the chip bag's gonna get stuck. Yeah, and then the astral body's gonna go through the machine and knock out the chip bag, and no. they kind of pulled a twist on the joke totally that I did. expected. Totally did. I thought that was. Really cool. This is the part that I I felt disconnected from, like the part where they're we, fighting we in the get that. astral projection scene. Yeah, it looked is so CG. Like you'd think that they would be able to do it by this point. Have you ever been in an astral plane? No. Okay. Well, I'm just I bought it. Like this is what it might look like. 
Yeah, I bought it too. And I didn't think, I thought it looked like the actors and an effect under the actors. Yeah. I did not think they looked, it wasn't like in fucking like Tron where it's like a fake Jeff Daniels. Right. Like it looked like Benedict was doing that part. Like yeah. It, it didn't look like CG Benedict to me. At least on 2D, it didn't look that way. It looked very no, CG to me. I saw it in 2D as well, Frank. And I'll be honest with you, the colors weren't as vibrant. And I felt like in IMAX 3D, the colors were more vibrant and the effects really played well. Um, you saw you saw a downgraded version of the film, in my opinion. So I, I don't get that. Yeah, I get that. I thought it, it, in 3D it was phenomenal, and there's nothing like it in 3D. Yeah, and like we, I think we said on the break, like like you were saying, this is the first Marvel movie that's really actually utilized this 3D yes. to be worth the shit. Yes, it's not. I mean, all the other movies are just post rendered, right? Just to sell that extra ticket. Agreed. Yeah, this this just you had to see this in 3D. Yeah, this was the Avatar of Marvel movies. God damn it! How 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 awesome was it though? Like I I just got excited for like little things in this movie. Like when when Rachel McAdams finally sees him again. Mm-hmm. You know I got what excited I mean? too. I got she, excited too. I mean, she hasn't seen him in, in in we don't know how long. It's been a while. Yeah, she hasn't seen him in a long time, and she finally sees him again, and he's bleeding, and he's he's not he's not asking for anybody but her. No. He's where's where's Christine Palmer? Where's Christine Palmer? And it's like when they when she finally sees him, no matter what she's no matter what anger she's had because she hasn't been returning his emails. Jake. Yeah, she's putting that shit straight in the spam folder. Exactly, <laughs> she hasn't been returning his emails, but it doesn't matter, man. She sees him hurting, and and this is she loves she clearly loves him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 tough love at this point though. That's why she hasn't returned the emails because she hasn't seen the change. She has changed, but she hasn't seen it. And her profession isn't going to let anyone, I think, just fucking die on her watch. Oh, absolutely like, but she's not. She's gonna, you know, she's I, a dedicated. I felt more like that, like as opposed to anything personal. He had a physical wound that she needed to tend to. Oh, I thought that she, spoke to her more she than loves anything. Him. She loves him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Dude's a dick. No, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see. No, it's like even 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 before he did all this stuff. Like I I I I honestly feel like yeah, he was he was kind of an asshole, but. He's the best in his field, and I felt like he had every right to be as cocky as he is. Yeah, you kind of earn that arrogance when yeah. you're the fucking number one neurosurgeon in the world. I, I feel agree. Like. Yeah. It's not like you're just some dickhead behind a computer screen. We look at celebrities all the time, Frank. Celebrities, when they're out and they're out and about town, and uh, they step off a plane and people want to get their autographs. If they stopped and signed every autograph for every single person, they would never have their own time to their own life. Their whole life would be dedicated to signing autographs for every random asshat that walked up to them. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Stephen Strange. He became so good in his field that he had the choice of who he would take on and what what patients he would take on. And if he didn't feel like those patients lived up to like what you know he felt like he was worthy of, then he wouldn't take it on. There are certain actors that they I mean directors. There are certain directors. That they can demand whatever they want from the studio. Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side, there's certain actors that can demand what they want from the director. Right. It's just that's where he is in his station in life. He is that good. He is that good. It did not make me hate him more for being that way. I just – He should be confident. Yeah. He should be cocky. Yeah. He's confident, the best. He's yeah. the best. The thing, the thing that got me with him was immediately after that accident happened – and yes, I understand that somebody would be bitter, but as hateful as what he was, especially to Rachel McAdams, it just I, I never felt a connection to him where I gave a fuck whether or not he got his hands back. That's all he was. That's all he knew. 
sure. That's all he was good at. And so he felt like if he could not be that person anymore, he wasn't anything. I honestly feel like all these things, if they didn't work out, who knows what he would have turned into? He could. I think he would end. I think he would have ended up killing himself. Yeah, the last thing on his mind was maintaining a relationship with Rachel McAdams' character. Right. Like he, his whole life had just been stripped from him. He was. It wasn't the about one. The making one, her feel good. The one thing that made him who he was was his hands, and his hands were what made him the best. I, and his mind, of course, he still had his mind, but his mind couldn't control what his body was doing. He had no control of that anymore. And so it's like, in a way, I, I kind of felt, I did feel bad for the guy. Fuck, I didn't. I, oh, I, clearly you didn't, Frank. You gave it a low taste it. I mean, clearly you didn't. Yeah, I understand I didn't that. get the connection. Yeah, I, I felt terrible. I, I absolutely fell in love with the character and felt terrible for Me him. Me too. too. Me too. So. And when he started, and I loved him when he started to, he almost forgot about being a surgeon mm-hmm. and he started studying about magic and diving into that. And it was almost, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was a new passion. It was a new passion for him. And I loved him getting like all the different books and studying. And, and I, I just thought it was such a great journey for the character that they, that they pulled off. And I know Marvel said that they were going to pull away from these origin stories, but like Feige himself has come back and said like, this is a story that had to be told. You had to do this one. This was a story that had to be told. No one knows this origin story. I, no one is not true, but the mass majority of people, 95% yeah, of the people do not know this origin agreed. story. It's like you can go to the next Spider-Man movie and skip the origin story because right. everyone fucking knows knows it yeah dr strange is not that story yeah so yeah they had to do it and they did it well they did it very very well it didn't it wasn't the entire movie but but it wasn't just rushed through i'm gonna come out i'm gonna come out and say it and i said it to you out in the garage this is i I feel like this was better than iron man yeah i agree i was getting ready to say the same thing Mm -hmm. and and you, you were right there i walked out of this movie way more hype than when i walked out of iron man a lot of the reason that it has to do is because I do love the character of Doctor Strange. I think he's a very interesting character, and mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel like they nailed it. I also get excited when I see him use magic. Yeah. We've just, never seen that done we've never well. Seen, exactly. I get so excited when I see him starting to use the magic, becoming good at the magic. Um, and just uh, I, I feel like Frank feels like he's got these guys that are experienced in magic that are coming after him, and how is he defending himself? And I feel like that's part of what makes Stephen Strange special. He's it's a like, prodigy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I agree. And uh, and he's smart. Yeah. He's smart. Um, I, I don't know. I love the, I, I, I love the scene between like him and Kaecilius when they first meet. I'm just like, I'm, I'm ready for this. Like, I can't wait to see how he's going to get out of this. And, and even I, in that, even in that battle, it's not like he's just hands down kicking his ass. Exactly. He's basically sucking it up. And he had a lot of help from the cloak of levitation yeah, as well. Exactly. Without the cloak, he wouldn't have been able to restrain yes. him. It's not like he's just like, I know everything and I'm winning this battle. <laughs> right. From my point of view, like even from like the very beginning of him conjuring like the the magic little rope between his hands it's like okay i can barely conjure this but now i'm going to be able to somehow defend myself with it a lot of time passed between that him barely conjuring the rope and him defending himself it did not translate well to me you think he read all those books in 24 hours no but like to me to say that he's got a photographic memory and he's going to read all these books and that's how he's so good just fucking is lame 
I want to see something. I think you're taking too much stock in that photographic memory line. I think the fucking story too much, took too much stock in the photographic memory. They line. only said it once, and they, they didn't really. Yeah, but that was like their whole explanation for how he got so good so quick. I yeah, think that, that was not their whole explanation. Yeah, yeah. I think you have a one track mind when it comes to that because, like, I there's so much more than just like that one sentence of a photographic memory. Yeah, it's the same thing with how, why he's a good neurosurgeon. I mean, you can you can read all the books and have a photographic memory yes. of how to do the stuff, but if you don't have the skill with your hands, yes, yes, he's absolutely right, Frank. In order to be a surgeon, trust me, no, I, I used to date somebody that was a veterinarian and that did surgery. You have there are so many people that are like book smart, but you have to have a steady hand when you're doing that. And you have to, you, you have to, as a doctor, no matter how passionate you are about people or whatever you're performing surgery on, you have to separate your feelings from that person. It's all business. I get and that. that's what made him a goddamn good. Ner- no, you don't get it. No, you don't. No, you don't get it. I can Frank. fucking get it and not understand because you how they think go this from, guy is I'm a deplorable. No, hold on. You think this guy is a deplorable human being? But you know what? If I wanted to have, if my life was on the line, I don't want some crybaby sap little <laughs> pussy crying. Oh my god! I hope I don't kill this guy. Uh, no, hold on. Listen to me. Listen. If somebody, hold on. If somebody's gonna do surgery on me, I don't want it to be some crybaby that's worried about me dying. Oh my god! I hope they do this right. I hope it's a cold ass motherfucker yeah. that fucking knows how to do the job and has a steady hand. And he's a cocky son of a bitch. Confident. And he, yeah. Confident. And you know what? He can separate himself from the situation that's going on. You got people on the outside of the doors outside of the hospital room his family that are crying and screaming and hurt when worried about him and i want this guy to remain calm and know what he's doing and yeah. that's the kind of that they they play that is a doctor frank that is a doctor when a doctor doctors have to break the news to you that you've got cancer and they, they don't come out there crying and bawling. No, I get that. They just tell you. It's business. Okay? It's business. And that's who he was. This movie, this movie kind of, it, it, it gave him humanity. Okay? Even though he's doing these wonderful things for these families, he can't get attached, Frank. He's a doctor. If he would have came out there and that woman's crying after she saved his husband with the bullet, if he would have just started breaking down and crying, that's not a good doctor. No. That's not a good doctor. A great doctor is what he is. And people might think I'm crazy, but I've known people that are doctors that do surgeries and that's who they are. As yeah. much as you have a, you know what I mean? Does, there, does it make sense? It totally makes sense. Yeah. And like going back to the photographic memory, I mean, this guy has to make split second decisions in the middle of life and death situations and no amount of reading is going to give him that ability. Like, I just don't see how you think that that explained away everything, just that line. Because what we see is him coming back from the Himalayas and then him opening portals, swiping books from the library, and that's it. And all of a sudden, he's supposed to be good enough to compete with Masters. Yeah, but he doesn't. He's not good enough to compete with Masters. He survives when Masters die. The first time he fights Masters, if it wasn't for outside interference, he probably would have died. He's not good enough. I don't know. I just didn't see the progression. I never saw a moment of enlightenment within within him to where I was like, okay, I get this guy as a character. I never got that. 
a moment of enlightenment. Yeah. Explain. I never had a moment of connection with him. He went from being an asshole who was half ass good at magic to at the end decided he was going to, okay, well, this is what I got to do to trap the guy. I never felt any kind of a character progression with him oh my God. throughout the movie. When he let Nick take over the surgery, that right there, man. Like, uh, there were other moments, though, but like, that was another moment for me. Where it was like this guy's turned around, he's completely different. Like the look on Nick's face mm-hmm. when when he let Nick take over the surgery, Nick was shocked. Yeah, yeah. And and, and for me, it was kind of like, oh my, wow. I loved it. I thought it. I thought it was beautifully well played and well acted. Not anybody else had a thought as far as like nobody thought. What the fuck is this guy doing here? He has no business being here now. He what? was so out of place at that point. What guy? Strange himself. Like, why the fuck was he in Doctor Scrub? Him nobody and Mor- ever even questioned. Him it. and Mordo were the ones that brought her in. Right, but nobody ever even questioned. Like, okay, you've been out of like surgery for how long? And you're just gonna be here in Scrubs? Why are they gonna do that when you've questions? got somebody on the table, Frank? You've got somebody on the table. You're not going to sit there and think about, like, what is he, well, what are you doing here? You're not going to show up to do the fucking surgery on somebody and be like, oh, this guy who's been gone for, like, the last year or whatever. You're way overthinking this. Here. You are way overthinking yeah, but this. And you're thinking about the wrong thing. He was established as the greatest neurosurgeon Before on the his accident and after it's his only accident, been a year. Ruined. He's not performing the surgery. He's there giving advice. Like, don't you want advice from the best neurosurgeon? Or? I just would think he was out of place myself. Out of place? He's been gone for a year. Nobody, not even his estranged lover, knows where he's at. And all of a sudden, he shows up in this operating room, and you're just going to accept it? Why wouldn't they? They need his advice. You're, you're not like- asking questions in that moment. You're trying to save a life, Frank. They are trained to save people. And you know what? You're going to take advice from the best neurosurgeon that they've ever had in that hospital. No, I'm sorry. We know you're the best, but we haven't seen you for a wait, year. Wait, hold on. You, Get the wait, fuck wait, out wait, of wait, here. Wait, wait, hold on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wait, where have as you been? As fucking competitive as he is, they're all that fucking competitive, whether it translates or not. And if he's gone for a year and they know his hands have been fucked up, they're not going to just accept, oh, okay, you're here now. We'll just go ahead and... Like talk to you and act. They like can talk about that. that after they try to save the life, Frank. You, <laughs> your your point is ridiculous. Yeah. It is ridiculous. I don't see it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I'm with you here. I don't. I don't even understand where you're getting. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. They That's are fine. trained to save. They are trained to save, and right now they've got somebody on the table that needs their assistance. And you know what? In the in 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 all the chaos that's going on right now with trying to save somebody, they're not going to sit back and say, uh, "So so where you been? This doesn't make any sense. And why are you dressed like that?" No, they're trying. They're trained to save. They're trying to save a life. They can ask those questions afterwards if they really need to, Frank. If you need to be satisfied, then they'll ask those questions afterwards. But Which like, I don't right. even think they needed to ask him exactly. afterwards. Yeah, in the yeah. heat of the moment, they're trying to save a life. I just didn't feel it. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't feel, feel your all. answer at all. I don't. Oh, I'm no, sorry, honestly, man. I don't, I don't feel like I, I don't feel like ninety percent of like what your complaints are with the movie. I have felt no fucking connection with the character whatsoever. I feel I no com- I, I feel point. no confe- uh, con- uh, connection with any of the statements you're making. I'm sorry, like, but zero. I just don't. <laughs> no connection. Like seriously. 
Yeah, yeah. Wow. Like if you were my son, I would disown you right now. I feel like we saw different first. movies. <laughs> oh, I really do. I, I I did not get what you guys are getting out of this film. I didn't. At That's all. clearly you didn't. <laughs> I know. I don't. Know. Hold on. I don't need a photographic memory to know <laughs> that. <laughs> Like, I can't remember a film, like, in recent memory where I feel like I watched something completely different than you guys. Maybe Suicide Squad because you loved the fuck out of that, didn't you? I loved it while I was drunk off my ass. I did lower it to a taste of it. I did enjoy that more than this. I enjoyed Suicide Squad. And for everybody Squad, that thinks more I, than Doctor Strange. Everybody that thinks I'm a fucking Marvel fanboy and I can't fucking separate I, I can't fucking toss something. Remember, go back and listen to Age of Ultron. I fucking hated that movie. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not just I'm not just sucking the dick of Marvel right now. Okay? I really love this movie. And yeah, I, I felt great. like I'm so it, this movie has me so pumped for them introducing magic. Not just Scarlet Witch. I'm talking about real fucking magic. Yeah. See, I really wish I could feel that. But, like, to me, and you guys are going to have to correct me if, like, you saw something different. Oh, I've been trying to correct you. No, I've been, trying to, I've been trying to correct you this entire episode, Frank. So, you're not listening to me. Well, I just don't You're not it. listening to me. But, like, so the, the, the big mind-bending things that they did was they gave us moving buildings and shit, which we had in fucking Inception. Oh, fuck they didn't, off. No, they didn't do anything any different, really. The only one thing that they did... In my mind, that was like old half-assed mind-bending, was they had one portal where when they threw a dude through it, the gravity switched. And you already – They took us They took us to Dormammu's – they took us to Dormammu's dark dimension. They also took us to another dimension that was a light dimension. They took us to many dimensions throughout that sequence. Yeah. She talked about well, – hold the fuck on. She talked about when the Ancient One is talking and she's sending him into the – and she put him into his own astral plane, out of his body. His spirit is out of his body and she's sending him into outer space. Number one, she sends him to outer space. Next thing you know, he's going into other dimensions. She starts talking about the light dimensions, good dimensions. She takes him there. She takes him there. He's fucking there. He's physically there. Then she takes him to a dark dimension. We get our first introduction to Dormammu. We saw Dormammu for the first time in that dark dimension. She took him there. Yeah. She took him there. So not – no, the, the the dimension you're talking about is the mirror dimension. It's called a mirror dimension, okay? And it's a tra- it's usually a, just a training dimension. Right. But they were able to manipulate it. Strange later on when he fights Caecilius, takes him to the mirror dimension. Well, humans still can't be conquered, but you know what? Because he's pulling energy from the dark side, from the dark dimension, he's even more powerful in the mirror dimension, which makes it even that much more scarier for our heroes. I love that. I love that. They said that. Mordo says, you know what? Oh, my gosh. Maybe this was not a good idea putting him in the mirror dimension. (laughs) Yeah. He said because he's more powerful here. I was just like, oh, my God. And that's why shit went crazy in that mirror dimension. Like we saw them falling between buildings as buildings are twisting and turning. Frank, think about the hours and hours and hours it took for the people that did the computer graphics to do what they did. It was a thing of beauty that I saw. See, Shut I didn't get that. You because you didn't see it in IMAX, you stupid dope. <laughs> Me and Jake did. Me and uh, I love you, Frank. I'm just it's fucking fine, with you. Man, but no, when you, saw, when, you, when you saw it in IMAX 3D, Frank, it was it was captivating. I never once thought of wow, this is just Inception. Now, no, and I thought that when I saw the trailers. Yeah. But in the movie, I never thought. While that you're once. in the movie and you're watching it in the IMAX 3D, which you didn't have the luxury of 
doing. I kept waiting for them to do something fucking crazy. And the only thing was when they had that one teleporter where Kaecilius fucking uh, had that out. And then when he hit it at a free fall and then he took off running where they fucked with gravity a little bit. Like, that was the only glimpse of greatness for me. i tell you I, what was mind-bending was when hands turned into hands turned into hands, and then it all turned into his fucking face. That yes. was like weird acid trip shit. That didn't really do anything. Weird acid trips, Frank, are mind-bending. Yes. It was amazing. And that was Scott Derrickson. I was like, okay, yeah. they're letting Scott Derrickson flex his muscles right now. Oh, definitely. And I was like, okay, all right, cool, cool. Marvel's just not saying – because that was dark. Oh, yeah. That was fucking dark, dude. Fucking – because what, what was so cool about that is he's in that, he's in that dimension and you see whatever he is looking at. It's, a, it's kind of a substance, but you don't know what it is. Now, he puts his arm into the substance. Once he puts his arm into the substance – Kind of a Prometheus move. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he puts his arm into it and then everything becomes his arm. And I was just like, oh, my god. This is so – imaginative and cool like this is like this you know t- you know what tim burton wishes he could fucking do this yeah tim burton wishes he could fucking do this yeah, he probably just wishes I'm he si- could no, make the I, same I, movie honestly i think i am sick of this listen. hold on i am sick of this fucking podcast because it's just me and jake trying to convince you that it's a good movie i'm done with it that's fine i'm done i'm done trying to convince you you can sit back and i'm you know what Jake, I'm done. I, no, I'm done. I am done. I'm done. There's no convincing you. I'm going to stand by what I saw. Whatever. That's fine. I'm going to talk about what an amazing movie it is. I don't want this to turn into me trying to convince you that this was a great movie and what I saw that was great. I, I, I loved this movie. I thought it was fantastic. And that's, that, that's where I stand. So that's it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Jake, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know you. what else to say. I hear you. I mean, I, I don't I was never trying to convince him that it was no, a good. No, that's movie. what it is. No, that's what <laughs> it is. No, he'll say something and then we'll try to we'll try to say what we liked about it. So it sounds like we're trying to convince him of what we loved. Yeah. But he'll just go back to that one stupid thing of like the photographic photographic No, that's one of the biggest faults as far as the story goes as far as And then they should have been you know, like they she's dying on the table. They should be there. They promised a bunch of bullshit like, oh, you've never seen a movie as mind-bending as this. At least in 2D, like as far as like the dark dimension goes, okay, we got some weird colorful planets attached by some weird colorful shit. But like as far as like actions, actions, okay, so we got like the same fucking Inception shit as far as like dicking with gravity as far as the walls go. And then you had an opportunity to fucking do some shit with the portals. Just like the fucking game portal, where it, you like shoot shit as far as like where you want momentum to be, they could have delved into that, but they did not. So they instead had, of ripping off Inception, they should have ripped off Portal. And I'm talking about being more high-minded as far as those concepts go, and I still not being a one-trick pony. I still don't get how the photographic memory thing was the biggest plot hole. That's just one more skill that he has. It was never used to explain everything that happened. For me, it was used to explain you completely, uh, all of a how he got good. You completely misunderstood the movie. Then it's I did. Not, it's not even an opinion here. Thank you. Thank it's, you. It's not even an opinion here. A lot of times, this shit's subjective, where it's like, this is what you think about it. This is what you think about it. He missed the complete. You completely yes. misunderstood the movie, and that's a fact. It's not an opinion. That line did not hold that much weight. You're giving that line so much weight, like the entire movie rests on the shoulders of that line. Yes, when it it doesn't, it was just one more piece of the pie. 
that made him who he was. That cuts through any kind of like revelation or anything that he could have had into coming into his power. It, it doesn't. It cut the heart out of the movie for me. It doesn't, Frank. He still got trained. He still learned that shit. Off screen. We didn't get to see it. I didn't get to connect with it. All I saw was an asshole who all of a sudden got powerful and ended up accidentally into a situation. <laughs> How? What do you want to see? What do you want to see? You want to see four hours of him in the library studying? No, but I think there's. Do you want to see? Do you need, hold on, you two you hours need, worth of film. Like you I need, said, the music montage. You need to happen. see the Rocky montage <laughs> of him flipping pages. What it, do you? What do you honestly, mean? It would have been better. It would have been. Better. You are, no. That would have no. been so uh, tropey and bullshit. fucking stupid. No way. Ridiculous, Frank. No, I, Ridiculous. I, I can't fucking make excuses for not connecting with the character. I'm sorry. Ridiculous. And that that's where the fucking roots go down for to. Shame, to the sir. photographic memory line. Photographic memory that's line. That's just an excuse. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You're the sorry, only man. person. You're the only person bitching about that line. I just I didn't get it. <laughs> There's nobody else out there. No one else. I am. I could. I could listen to every other podcast out there, and I bet there's not one other asshole out there griping about the photographic memory line. I'm the only hung one. up on that shit. I'm like Ruin the whole movie. Ruin the whole movie. I'm like Tigger. I'm the Ridiculous. only one. Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. Sorry, man. I saw what I saw. That's what I saw. <laughs> I need to smoke. Smoke it <laughs> up, man. All right, let's. This is. I can't fix this. All right, let's, let's take a let's take a, a break, and we'll come back and listen to some more asinine bullshit come out of your mouth. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Hey, we are back. <laughs> All right. Took a trip to some dimensions there. Hey, can I talk about one thing that I did not like in this movie, Jake? Sure. All right. The reveal where Wong is talking to Doctor Strange about the Eye of Agamotto. We all saw it coming. We predicted it. We oh, did- yeah. Yeah, you know exactly where I'm going with this. The Eye of Agamotto is an infinity stone. Yeah. Not, not a fan. Not a fan. Why can't it be its own thing? Thank you. <laughs> Just I know you got to get these stones out of the way, but god damn it, don't make the Eye of Agamotto a fucking an infinity stone, especially when you've set up such a great like backstory. And they did. They set up yeah. a backstory for Agamotto himself. Yeah. They set up that story and they talked about him being the original sorcerer supreme and why can't that just be its own thing? Why does that have to be like dependent upon an infinity stone like yeah. you're basically saying like this whole this whole backstory for magic on 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 
on the planet is set up by an infinity stone. It takes the power away from the user and it puts does. it into the stone. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't these cool Marvel artifacts be cool Marvel artifacts? Why do all, all the cool Mar- Marvel artifacts have to be infinity stones? I kind of, yeah. I felt the same way about the cosmic cube, to be honest with you. Mm. Like, it's, it's the fucking cosmic cube. Let it be the fucking cosmic cube. Right. right. Why does it have to be the goddamn infinity stone? Cause it's the Marvel cinematic universe and we got to get these stones involved. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. It doesn't take it doesn't take away my enjoyment from the comic books, but on the flip side, it's like uh, it it does bother me that they're doing this in the movie. Yeah, it wasn't. It was such a like clunky moment. Too. It was like when they actually revealed that it was an yeah. Infinity Gem. Yeah, it was like, oh yeah, we got to we got to get this in. Yeah, we got we got to make <laughs> sure we mention it. Let's make sure to shoehorn that Infinity <laughs> Infinity Stone in here. And it's the same type of shit where like we talked about with um the vision like for for thanos to make the infinity gauntlet he's gonna have to destroy all these things yeah it's gonna have to destroy vision he's well, gonna have to destroy the eye of agamotto we, we've talked about that and i feel like it's going to depower vision yeah yeah will it kill the vision will it kill vision or is it just going to depower him probably depower him. he's very i mean he's real souped up right now yeah yeah you could probably use a depower it anyway. Sure. Probably make writing a little bit easier for right. future movies. <laughs> right. Yeah. You don't want him to be like the Superman. You know what I mean? Exactly. But I can't imagine like Doctor Strange in a future Doctor Strange movie not having the eye of Agamotto. Like, right? Like, that seems fucked up. I didn't even think about it that way. I mean, I didn't think about it that far far out yeah, he, that, that's what i thought of i was yeah. i was like the, when you make all these things the infinity gems you make right. it so they have to be like taken away like right just the nature of the beast says that thanos has to have all these gems at one point right so and how long like is it all going to revert back by the end of the infinity war movie so that by dr strange 2 he's got the gym back and he's got the eye of agamotto or i mean that seems uh, a little bit it could be a one-trick pony just like oh, okay i reverse time Ooh, big deal Who's that? Thanos or Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange. Like I don't I don't feel like that is like the crux of of him at least from what I saw. So if he goes without it, he goes without it. Yeah, I mean it doesn't bother you as much because you're you know you're not used to the comics, but I it's just it's part of the character for me. I agree, man. Like the Eye of Agamotto is is like it's the first artifact I think of when I think of Doctor Strange. And it's not an infinity gem. In the comics or stone in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, it's hopefully not. the comics don't bend to that. I, that shit drives me fucking oh, crazy. Oh, God, too. I'm sick of that, too. <laughs> I am so sick of that, too. <laughs> fucking Wolverine in his leather jacket, thanks yeah. to fucking <laughs> Brian Singer. Well, and then, now, now they're coming out with the Death of X, mm. that comic story, yeah. basically killing off the X-Men. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's just a big slap in the face to Fox. Well, it's it's called Death of X, and the, the next big event is going to be X-Men versus Inhumans. Oh, jeez. I mean, it, it's telegraphed, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. that The Infinity Gym thing is like... Yeah. It, bothered, <laughs> it, 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 it bothered me. It bothered me. Yeah. It did bother me. It almost... The scene itself was just so, like... um clunky like it almost felt more like it should have been an after credit scene mm-hmm. than a scene that happened in the movie yeah like it didn't even feel like it was in, pl- in place i think for like your casual viewer they're just like oh ooh, another infinity stone yeah the connect so which infinity stone is the eye of agamotto a time stone yeah that yeah. makes sense that yeah. makes sense yeah 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 um 
what did you guys think of Wong? Were you guys a big fan of Wong in this film? He was okay. I, I think he, I, he was a little bit underused, in my opinion. I would have liked to see more of it. I mean, my relationship with Wong from the comics is him being Strange's right-hand man. We'll get that in the second film, right? Yes, I, I feel like we will. I, think, I feel I like I'll so. enjoy Wong a lot more <laughs> in Doctor Strange too. Yeah. Like, I'm glad he was included in this. Yeah. And they found a way to get him in there. But he, he didn't. Wong in the comics is one of, is one of my favorites. I was like so fucking cheering in the theater, like to myself, like when it came down to like uh, the scene where it was uh, Caecilius and his men, and they're gonna tr- uh, attack the uh, the the uh, Santorium uh, in Hong Kong, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was like Wong's time to shine, and he's like, grab your weapon of choice. And then, like, nothing happened except <laughs> yeah. for, like, you know what I mean? That kind of bothered me. I was like, oh, fuck, I want to see Wong, like, kick some ass. Yeah. And then, like, nothing happened. Like, later on, we saw, like, Wong just, like, you know, killed at a stake. You know, he's dead. And I was worried for a second, too, yeah. about that, too. I'm like, wow, they just fucking killed Wong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. What about the ending of this thing? I, I absolutely love this, Jake. And, yeah. like, Frank, I know you're going to say it's just Groundhog's Day. And seriously, Frank, fuck you. <laughs> Fine. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. I thought it was great. I loved it. I mean, he's using the Eye of Agamotto, and he's manipulating time. And I loved it. And he says, I've come here to bargain with you. And it keeps happening over and over again. I loved it. Where Dorma, he's face to face with Dormammu, and Dormammu just like kills him, and then he comes right back. Yeah, and it continues to happen. I loved it when Dormammu's like, "What is happening?" Like Dormammu, <laughs> Dor- yeah, he Dorm- gets very agitated. <laughs> he gets agitated. He's like, "What is happening?" All right, all right, I'll make the deal. What <laughs> do I gotta fucking do to get yes, you to fucking stop this yes. shit? We see Doctor Strange die yeah. like like over a hundred times. It's like insane. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Fuck, I got TV to watch. Just yeah. fucking stop this fucking loop and shit, man. I, I liked how um they didn't just use the same shot over and over again. Yes. How you could tell that they filmed him delivering the line every separate time. Yes. Because he had different inflections in the way totally. in the ways he delivered the line every single yes. time and everything. Almost like I thought it was one of the most clever moments of the film as far as a funny moment too, because it wasn't a one liner mm-hmm. that was funny. It was situationally funny. Right. Like, watching a character die that you love over, except for Frank. Yeah. Watching a character, <laughs> watching a character that you love die over and over and over again, but you've had no fear for them because you knew they were going to come back. I kept wondering to myself, like, why didn't Dormammu though? This was like kind of like me nitpicking again, mm-hmm. um, just like the Infinity Stone. Why he didn't torture him over a longer period. Oh, that would have been a good idea. See what I mean? Yeah. You see what I mean? Like, like, okay, like, I know this guy has, like, but I guess he, I guess Dr. Strange does say, he's like, you know, I'm not affected, whatever. Like, I can go through the pain, but I'm not going to let people suffer. And I felt like that was another thing, like, where, like, he has, within his career of being a neurosurgeon, and like saving all these people, he did it for his own status. Mm-hmm. But now he's doing it as a sacrifice. He's sacrificing himself. He's sacrificing himself for these people now. And he will go through this time loop forever as long as these people are not harmed. Yeah. And I thought that that was a very powerful thing. So it doesn't matter, I guess, that Dormammu did not torture him over a longer period of time. So that might have made me get it. Like the quick deaths. 
Like, okay, you're impaled and you come back and you're obliterated and you come back. Making the dude seem like he's suffering and still persevering, that would have delivered more to me instead of just, okay, you're gone you come back. Shove some cosmic ice picks under his fingernails. Get him fucking screaming. <laughs> something. I mean, you got to do something when you understand that somebody's got the time fucking jump on you. I think that it was more important, though, that he was sacrificing the rest his his entire eternity. Yeah, he would have done it forever. He would have done and, it and he, forever. And he proved that, and Dormammu knew that. He he would have done it forever to save these people, to keep them from harm. And where it felt like in the beginning of the movie, like he was just saving people because that was his job. He's a doctor. Yeah. He's good at it. He gets a lot of money right. for doing it. Now he's actually doing it because he cares. He cares about humanity, and he, he wants to keep these people safe and keep these people away from harm. Mm -hmm. And I felt like this was completely different, and I felt like that was like the perfect end to his story arc. Now, you didn't get that, Frank, because you're no, a didn't. fucking moron. Full, full of fuck shit. <laughs> what? Full of fucking shit. I did not get that. I mean, really, it did feel flat for me. It's like he came to the end. He's like, okay, well, this is what I got to do. And yeah. I, I didn't feel anything for him for having to go ahead and go through it. We that. know that. We know that. We know you didn't feel anything. <laughs> I wish I did, but I didn't. I know. You're just a cold-hearted son of a bitch. <laughs> cold Honestly, no, like you you are, you know, like like I'm watching like your character arc right now. You are Stephen Strange at the beginning of the movie, and by the end of this <laughs> podcast, you're still that cold-hearted son of a bitch. <laughs> that nobody like, gives a fuck about. There's no change. Yeah, there's no character growth whatsoever. <laughs> Nothing. It's just a dick. <laughs> if anything, you become more of a dick at the end of the episode. <laughs> This is true. That's your character. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I loved uh I love the way that they make the they made the New York Sanctum look. Yeah, oh yeah, the New it York looked, Sanctum looked great. It looked great. Uh, did you see any Easter eggs? Did you see any other items that you recognized from the comics? I did not. I tried and I couldn't. Yeah, and I didn't I, I didn't do any research after the fact, like read any Easter egg articles or anything like that. Yeah, I've so, got some Easter egg articles I can read if you need me to, but... I'd like to know if there were any items in there that I missed. Yeah, I don't know if I got any of that stuff. Maybe they just weren't there. Right. Oh, man. So, yeah, yeah this it was fantastic. Wow. I, I, loved, I loved the movie. Wow. I thought it was so much fun. Uh, I can't wait to own it. I can't wait to watch it repeatedly. Yeah. And I, I will stick to my guns and say that this is a better film than Iron Man itself. I agree. Better than Iron Man. Better than Iron Man. No way. Better than Iron Man. <laughs> Sorry. I know most people are not going to agree with us, but I, I honestly feel like it was better than Iron Man. I felt like it was better acted. Uh, the only thing that this did not have over Iron Man is I think that Iron Man had a better villain in Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Yeah. It, and this, I, this could redeem itself with the sequel, too, like with the with the slow burn on uh, Mordo and mm. even more Dormammu. Great point. Great point. And I feel like that's what they're – kind of setting up here is they're kind of trying to set up Chiwetel Ejiofor as Baron Mordo to be kind of like uh, th his Loki. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I kind of feel like that. Like they'll always respect each other, but they just have such opposing viewpoints on how things should be. Right. Because Mordo will never accept that you needed to tap into the dark dimension to do mm -hmm. anything. Yeah. Like that's just completely like he's just anti sorcery at this point. When, when, when at the end of the movie, when they kept doing like the whole Dormammu, I've come here to bargain scene. Mm -hmm. Did anybody else think of Prince of Persia, Sands of Time? 
I've no. never watched that. Oh, really? No, you've never played the video game? Oh, the video game, sure, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just from the video game itself. I yeah, mean, rewinding time yeah. and doing it over again. Yeah. 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 I oh. did not think of that, though. Dude, that game was so dope. That was a cool game? <laughs> oh, man. Hard as balls. Yeah. <laughs> That's back when I used to play games, like, all the time and shit. Hard as balls. All right, let's talk about, you know what? Let's talk about the mid credit scene. Okay. All right. Strange. Doctor Strange in the mid credit scene is visited by Thor. So we got Chris Hemsworth in this bitch. Yeah, haven't mm-hmm. seen him for a while. Right. Who, who's brought his brother Loki to Earth to search for their father Odin. This answers a question for us. Yeah, fast at the, forward. <laughs> at the end of Thor the Dark World, uh, we see uh, Loki taking on the role of Odin. And Thor doesn't know. And Thor right. does not know. He th- he believes he's talking to uh, the All-Father Odin. Now, I kind of assumed um, that uh, Odin had been taken to... Uh, what's, what's, uh, what's the planet that's like basically like hell? I can't remember the name of the planet. Oh, fuck. I can't remember it either. Sure. But that's where, uh, that's where I, that's where I believed. Apparently he's been exiled to Earth. Yeah, it seems that way. Because, uh, we've seen, uh, some, uh, pictures that have been released on the internet of Odin and he looks kind of like a homeless bum. Mm. Mm. So he's been exiled to Earth. Uh, we also, in this mid credit scene, we know that uh, Stephen Strange now is the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, we know that he's the ultimate bartender. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. It's the bottomless beer. Yeah, amazing. I loved it. We also see him wearing the gloves that we know so well from the comic books, which hide his scarred hands. Yeah. And I loved the look of those gloves. Yeah. I was just like, oh, my God. I was that was a fist pumping moment for me when I saw those gloves. I was like, oh, "That's straight out of the pages. That's that's the costume that 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 we that we need." And he seemed very confident in his role as Sorcerer yes. Supreme. It seemed like a lot of time had passed between um, the last scene of the movie and jumping to this mid credit sequence. Yeah, I know it's nitpicky, but oh fuck! No, no, no seriously, life. God damn like, it! Like in, in the in the essence of everything that Most you're saying, photographic memory. No, fuck! In in essence of everything that you're saying. It would have made sense had they made those awards like appear in like 2015 or 2014 to at least give us some kind of an impression that it, some time had changed. I mean, to go from from nothing to Sorcerer Supreme to having a list of people. My my New Year's resolution is that you will not be on the podcast in 2017. How about that, Frank? That's probably not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but, but Frank, that, that mid credit sequence, more likely than not, does take place in 2017, and we'll probably see that scene repeat itself in Thor, Thor Ragnarok. Jake is yeah. absolutely right. Jake is absolutely right. We've seen the photos of, like I said, homeless uh, bum Odin on the streets of New York City, and there's also pics of Thor and Loki in earth clothing, human clothing. Yeah. With Thor holding a card with the address of 177A Bleecker Street, which we comic book fans know as the address uh, for the New York Santorum. So he will cameo in Thor Ragnarok. He's not listed in a film, but we know he's going to show up. Jake is absolutely right. This is going to be... This is going to be a part of uh, Thor Ragnarok. Probably this scene repeating itself. I mean, we've we've seen Marvel do that trick before, like with the the Captain America scene where they uh, where Cap and um, 
Falcon show up with Bucky in the van. Yes. Like, that was an end credit sequence. That was an end credit se- sequence, but it took place in the future, and we saw yes. that exact same scene play out in the movie. Exactly. You're absolutely right. I think that exact trick is happening here. Yeah. So you really didn't need, like, it's fine that it said 2016. Right. Because it's understood that this is taking place in the right. future. Right. It's not going to be the first thing that happens in Thor Ragnarok. And it plays into the movie, too. Basically, we talk, they, they, you know, Wong was telling him that, that what the sorcerers have been doing is like, you know, saving our planet from these outside elements. Mm. And right now we've got some outside elements on Earth, one being Odin, the other being Loki. Get them the fuck off. Get them out of Earth. We don't need them here. That, they're a threat. They're a threat to the planet. So get them out of here. Get them out of here. Uh, in the post credit scene, we got Mordo, and he visits uh, Pangborn. Uh, played by Benjamin Bratt, who we saw in the film. And uh, we see that Mordo steals the energy that Pangborn has been using to walk. Yeah. Totally uh, fucks up his street basketball game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, and then Mordo states that Earth has too many sorcerers. So, for the sequel, we don't, ign- we don't know exactly what Derrickson has planned. But he did talk to Den of Geek, and he did say this, and I found this very interesting. What made The Dark Knight so great was that the origin story of Batman had been well told. And then it was time to bring in a villain where you really got to go deep. And not just the Joker, also Two-Face. It was a more visceral experience. I'd love to be able to do that for Doctor Strange. So, let's say Scott Derrickson does come back and he does Doctor Strange 2. From that quote, I'm saying that we're going to have two villains in this film. Yeah. We're going to have Baron Mordo. I can name the other one, probably. Nightmare? No, I think we're going to have Brother Voodoo. Scott Scott Derrickson has has long been a fan of Brother Voodoo. Okay. And he's been outspoken in how much he loves the character and would like to use him in a future movie. All right. So I feel like that's what we'll, we'll have. That makes sense. So, and I think that okay. could be really well done. Yeah, I agree. And I think Scott Derrickson will come back. I think there's a high chance that he will. I think he'll come back as well. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I'll, I'll put, I'll put all my uh, chips on that he'll come back. This is a huge, a huge paycheck for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're making a lot more money doing this kind of thing than you are doing like a sinister. Yeah. I think he had fun doing this too. Yeah. It gives him name recognition. Absolutely. And I think like, uh, you know, like, you know what's going to look great is when he does come back and do like an independent horror film. Mm-hmm. It's going to say from the director of Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, and that'll really boost his shit. Absolutely. Too. Yeah, that's it's going to people. You know what I mean? If you haven't seen Sinister, people are going to go back and they're going to watch Sinister now because they enjoyed this Doctor Strange film, except for Frank. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, he really cut his teeth on this. He he really did a lot for his name. So good on Scott Derrickson. That's one of the things I really hoped was that he would really knock it out of the park here. And he did. He absolutely did. And you know what? I'm not a Marvel fuck boy. I I rate these things honestly. I hated Age of Ultron. Mm. Fucking tossed that fucking movie. Thought it was absolute garbage. I'm not a Marvel fuck boy. I will rate these things accordingly. I watched this. And I, I, my God, it, 
it made me so excited for the future of Doctor Strange in these films. Yeah, super excited. I can't wait to see what role he plays in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see the Doctor Strange sequel. Oh, my God. And I can't wait. Feige and Scott Derrickson has, have teased that, yes, we are going to see Doctor Strange in a scene with Tony Stark. Oh, definitely. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. Can, are you telling me that I'm going to see Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange talking with fucking Iron Man? I bring it. I cannot wait, Jake. I'd love to see him do a spell and just make his armor pop right off and <laughs> turn into the fucking suitcase right in front of him. Like, what now? <laughs> That is a scene that I would fucking I would love to see. That's so dope. And just Robert Downey Jr. just like looking like at the fucking suitcase, being like, "Shit." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I know there's people out there that are just like, "Ah, fuck these Marvel movies." But on the flip side, I, th- I think what we're watching is the golden age of comic book movies. Oh, definitely. And definitely. Uh, at least it, at least in Marvel, so I yeah. would rather be excited for it than not. Um, unfortunately, I think that there's some real. Uh, there's some real shit bags out there. There's some real bad movies that we're getting. Yes. Okay. But I, I'm not going to say like, okay, like I didn't enjoy Suicide Squad as much as some people, but it's no Catwoman. Catwoman is garbage. Yes. Yeah, it's no Electra. I mean, it's better than that. Mm. Um, I feel like it's on the level of those. Really? Yeah. I feel no. like it's it's a giant campy fucking mess. I feel like 10 years removed from Suicide Squad. Yeah. And it's it's the same as those movies. My biggest problem was with the editing and the pacing. I feel like there could be a good movie in there somewhere. They they did not pull it off. Yeah. I I feel like uh I I don't like I don't like the fact that it felt like it was like a end of the world experience uh, an end of the world scenario that they had to save. I felt like it should be like a more Earth bit. Yeah, that's the most fucked up thing about it. The, the, you put your exact, yes. It, you, you don't have the. You don't have these. I don't feel like any of these characters should be fighting something that's like Earth shattering and Earth ending. No, I brought it up on the Suicide Squad. Uh, Suicide Squad podcast in the Suicide Squad movie. They established that Flash Flash is in that world, right? And then the whole fucking sky is swirling. Yeah, and he's not showing up to help the Suicide Squad out. Yeah. Like they they did so many disservices to yeah. their own plot yeah, within the movie. I get that. Yeah, I understand. They're, they shouldn't be fighting Justice League battles. They should mm-hmm. be fighting covert missions. You know, it's it's fucked up. Let me see here. Uh, let me talk. Maybe let's see. Let's get into Easter eggs. Um, you, know, you brought up the Avengers Tower. Obviously, yeah, we saw course. that. Uh, Doctor Strange's introduction to the multiverse revealed the quantum realm. The microverse mentioned in the Ant-Man movie mm. and where uh, the original Wasp is trapped. Mm. Uh, the Staff of the Living Tribunal, which references the Marvel cosmic entity of the same name that first appeared in the Strange Tales one, uh, number 157 and is basically the most powerful character in the Marvel Universe that judges and maintains order. He's the big fucking three-headed motherfucker that yep. wears the cloak over the other two heads. We can also guess that the inclu- with the inclusion of the Living Tribunal that the Marvel Cosmic Abstracts are confirmed for the MCU, Death, Chaos, Order, Infinity, Eternity, etc. We saw that coming. Uh, Wong uses the Wand of Watum, mm. a mystical artifact in the Marvel Universe usually associated with Doctor Strange villain Zandu. Uh, Tina Muranu holds the Staff of One, a ma- magical power stave, Associated with uh, Nico Minuro from the Runaways, and even said to have been feared by Dormammu. 
Uh, Tino Moranu is the mother of Nico. Uh, let's see here. Daniel Drum, the brother of Jericho Drum, brother Voodoo, is the protector of the Sanctum Sanctorum. When uh, Strange first arrives in the film, he is referred to as Daniel, and the second time as Drum. Hmm. I missed it. I missed that too. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Brother Voodoo will be a um, an equal, mm-hmm. like a friend character. Yeah, I guess know. I guess I'm wrong thinking he'd probably be the villain. Eye of Agamotto is the uh, Time Infinity Stone. Yeah, we caught that. Doctor Strange's levitation cloak pulls him away from the axe. Doctor Strange's current weapon of choice in the comics. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. uh, in the Aaron run. You can see like on the covers, he's holding the axe. Yeah, it's a great fucking run, man. The weapons that bind Kaecilius are the Crimson Bands of Cyrotech. Hmm. I did not know that, but it was fucking dope. That's the same type of shit that the Juggernaut. Isn't that the Juggernaut's crystal? Oh, is yeah. the Cyrotech crystal? Really? I think so. Did I, you know I own the actual? I own the first appearance of the Juggernaut. Oh, and the, the comic. The comic. Yeah. What issue is that? It's. Uh, I believe it's <laughs> correct. I, I might be wrong. It's like X Men thirty one or thirty two. But I own it. That's, I'll bring it over sometime and that, show it to that's you. That's super cool. Yeah. I own the first issue with the Black Panther. Do you? Yeah. It's like nice. a, it's an early Fantastic Four issue. Yeah. That's my. I am big into collecting Fantastic Four back issues. Yeah. That's probably my biggest character that yeah. I have the first appearance of. Yeah. I had. Uh, I. I don't have it anymore. Um. I'm so pissed off that I don't. But I had like. I think I had like this. Fantastic Four, I forget the number, but it was like the second appearance of Mole Man. Oh, that's cool. Ugh, I don't have it anymore. God damn it. I think my mom like sold that shit or something. That's cool. I have the first appearance of Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah. Yeah, you told me about that. Uh, let's see here. What did you guys think about the Stanley? Frank, you are fading away, Chief. No, I'm listening. No, you are. No, you're not. No, I am. You're listening, but you are fading away. I'm not fading. You are no. You are totally fading. Hang in there, Frank. We're about your eyes. Your eyes are so heavy, Chief. No, I'm good. Why do you turn this podcast into a den of lies, Frank? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, your eyelids are so heavy. I'm just listening to you guys talk about all your things that you love about this thing that I think sucked. Uh, We weren't. We were talking about Easter eggs. Uh, Let's see here. a missing book in the library, maybe the maybe the Darkhold from Agents of Shield and Ghost Rider, whatever. Mm, yeah, that was over my head. Uh, Stanley's Doctor Strange cameo features him reading Aldous Huxley's The Doors of Perception, a book about Huxley's experience taking mind altering drugs, which is a nod to the movie's visuals. Yeah, yeah, uh, they like they've always said that Doctor Strange was kind of a nod mm-hmm. to the Audeus Huxley stuff. Yeah. That's always been a thing. I didn't really care for the Stanley cameo, no. to be quite is honest. This, is, okay. it, is this the first one that James Gunn directed? Because I had read that James Gunn directed the next three to four Stanley cameos. I haven't heard that. Yeah. Okay. I heard something similar about how they're preparing for in case he passes away soon. Yeah, yeah. That they went ahead and filmed a bunch of... Um, I heard it was Stanley six. Cameos. Was it six? They're all filmed by James Gunn is what I heard. Here we go. Uh, another Easter egg. The name of Thanos also spells out the Infinity Stones in the movies. T for Tesseract. H, which is a question mark. They're speculating that that stone will show up in Thor Ragnarok. A for Aether. Mm. N for Necklace. O for Orb. And S for Scepter. That feels like a coincidence more yeah. than more than an actual writer's thing. 
Like somebody actually tried to bend it to fit Thanos. I have a hard time believing that when when this all started, that that was that was what they were building towards. Neat, it's neat though. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, but I, I don't think that was intentional. Uh, Dormammu, uh, Dormammu turns Caecilius and his followers into mindless ones mm. at the end of the movie following Doctor Strange's bargain. So the mindless ones. That's cool. That is cool. Doctor Strange mid credit scene deals with Thor Ragnarok. No shit. Uh, Doctor Strange mid credit scene features Strange with bright yellow gloves. Yeah, we think that's awesome, too. <laughs> All right. Yeah, some of these. Uh, I'm done with those. And we brought up that it, it sounded like they were talking about War Machine and possibly Captain Marvel when yeah. he was deciding what patients to work on next. Yeah. Yeah, guys, this movie, it is uh, currently, it's dominating at the box office. As of Friday evening, Doctor Strange had brought in $82 million. It actually brought in more money than Thor Ragnarok did in its first weekend. Oh, you mean um, uh, Dark World. Oh, Dark World, excuse me. Dark World and Ant-Man. Yeah, yeah. It had some stiff competition, too. I mean, it's going up against the DreamWorks trolls that came out this weekend. Uh, A lot of people expected that to be a pretty big hit. Yeah. The Mel Gibson movie came out. Yeah, Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. So it, it it wasn't like it was in the theaters by itself too. Like it had competition. Mm-hmm. So it's it's it did really well. All right. Yeah, that's our Doctor Strange review. Uh, Frank, before you pass out, let's talk real quick about the Wonder Woman trailer that came out. And yeah. Then we'll wrap this bitch up. Let's do it. Wonder Woman trailer number two came out. Yes. Um, we don't have to break down the trailer. I'm not going to break it down. I don't have those notes. I just want to know what your rating is. I'll go ahead and go. Yeah. I'm going to give it a taste it. Okay. Um, I mean, it was okay. It was okay. A little bit too much of the slow motion bullet stuff going on in this trailer for my for my liking. So much slow motion in this trailer. Like almost every other scene is either something moving in slow motion or her moving in slow motion. And I was just like, okay, okay, we get it. Save that shit for the movie. But yeah, I, nothing to get me fucking. I, I don't think anything they show me is going to get me fist pumping for the next DC movie. But this definitely didn't even come close. It was right. a taste it. It's a taste it. I mean, it's not anything that's to be unexpected from DC at this point. They're great at producing these trailers to pump up the fucking films, but the films have yet to deliver really on the promise of the trailers. You loved not, Suicide Squad, sir. I liked it. No, you loved it. I, I mean, love the experience that I had fucking drinking with Hawksby and shit and sitting in leather recliners. And, and on, on that point, you hated the Suicide Squad trailers. I did. I did. Uh, this is just okay. I mean, it, it's not bad. I like it, but I, at this point, I'm more guarded. I'm, I'm prepared for the idea that they could put out a really good trailer mm-hmm. and not give us like what we want to see in the movie. So sure. I'm just going to taste it. Sure. I honestly feel like, yeah, I don't trust uh, Warner Brothers uh, as far as I can throw them with a film. I mean, I loved Man of Steel, and I still stick with that. I love Man of Steel. Um, Batman v Superman was not what I wanted. Suicide Squad was not what I wanted. This trailer, though, on the flip side, like, I love the trailer. I'm going to give it to Tupperware. Like, the movie could suck, mm-hmm. but, like, this trailer got me fucking pumped. I thought the trailer was phenomenal. I loved it. I absolutely yeah. loved it. I thought the trailer was great. There's nothing about the trailer that I did not like. Um, I thought it was fantastic. I thought the humor was there. I love I-, I loved it when like the guy tried to shoot at Diana, and she blocked it with the bracelet. Yeah, it's I, th- I-, I just thought that was I thought that was amazing. I loved it. I love Gal Gadot. I, I love the fucking uh, guitar riff at the end of the fucking trailer. <laughs> it, do- it doesn't matter how many fucking times I hear that goddamn guitar riff, it gets me excited as fuck. <laughs> That's your thing. I feel like I feel like they know that. Yeah, <laughs> they they have to know that. Yeah. 
It's fucking awesome. <laughs> like if, if this movie, if this movie fucking shits the bed. Yeah. If this fucking movie shits the bed, I'm fucking out. So when this movie shits the bed, you're out. <laughs> I, I pray, I pray that this movie is a huge hit because yeah. I want to see a great Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. You know, because like we, man, bad news after bad news after bad news with fucking DC movies. Like we found out that uh, the uh, director of Dope, Rick uh, Fumiyawe or whatever the fuck his name, the director that was going to do the Flash movie, mm-hmm. he dropped off. Third time's the charm on Flash directors, right? Fucking yeah, we had uh, who? Who did we have? We had uh, originally we they wrote the screenplay. They were supposed to fucking do the movie. We had uh, Phil Lord, Chris Miller. They yeah. they they're gone. Then who did we get? Seth Graham Smith. They're like, oh, what the fuck are we doing? This guy fucking sucks. <laughs> okay, let's get him out of here. So they get uh, the the director from Dope. Now he's gone. And what's fucked up about this is like the director from Dope. Brought in some of the actor. He brought in an actor from Dope. Yeah. He brought in the female lead from Dope to play Iris. And now he's gone. It's like, yeah. is she still going to fucking do the movie? Yeah, she's got to be like, oh, fuck. She's got to be like, oh, my God, what the fuck? But you know what? She's a, she's going to get a paycheck. Yeah. So she'll stick around. She's professional. But, like, who, the, who are they going to get to take over this movie now? I'm really worried about it. Really worried about the Flash movie. But you know what? I like you know what? I've only seen Patty Jenkins what she can do in Monster. Can that translate to Wonder Woman? Fuck no. Mm. There's no way to there's no way to look at Monster and be like, "Oh yeah, this 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 director can do a great Wonder Woman movie." Yeah, exactly. Two like, completely different movies. There's no way to tell, but like from You what, didn't love those action sequences in Monster? Oh, there's some amazing action <laughs> sequences in Monster. Amazing action sequences. But yeah, you're right. There's like there's no way to tell. Yeah. But from the trailers, I mean, this is just as good as I thought Suicide Squad was. Yeah. And who knows when this movie comes out if it's going to be an incoherent babbling piece of shit. Yeah. I feel like the Suicide Squad trailer was better than this trailer for me. Yeah. It got me way more pumped. It, this feels more like a Marvel trailer to me with the humor. Yeah. It feels more like a Marvel type trailer. I feel like the Suicide Squad trailer had the humor too. Uh I remember like uh coming out with the uh the San Diego Comic-Con footage. It wasn't a trailer. Yeah. And it was a rough cut. Yeah. I remember seeing like the Joker scenes which felt very out of left field from anything Marvel's ever done. So yeah, well, I, that didn't have any humor, but the first actual like Suicide Squad trailer. Yeah, when was, they realized yeah. what a huge hit Guardians of the Galaxy was and they were like, "Yeah, let's cut our trailer to look like that fucking film." Yeah. Yeah, it definitely looked like a Marvel film. But like I'm talking about like when I originally saw like the cut that they showed the San Diego Comic-Con crowd, mm. like the Joker was completely different than anything I've ever seen from any other villain in a Marvel film. It didn't translate well when we watched it. No. It was garbage, and they left out a ton of shit. But I'm just saying, like, this Wonder Woman trailer felt like a Marvel film. Yeah, I can see And that. I don't know if it's Jeff John's influence in the universe or them just saying, you know what, we succumb. We succumb. Like, we've got to inject some tr- – we've got to inject some fun into these movies. Yes, no one wants a drab affair for two plus hours anymore. Right. Exactly. Well, I guess some people do want that. <laughs> <laughs> I take that right, back. <laughs> right. Yeah, but if you don't want your, I guess if you don't want your mil- movies to make a billion dollars, yeah, I guess that's what you'll get. So. Yeah. Drab affairs. 
I loved it. I'm going to give the uh, the trailer a Tupperware. Trailer number two a Tupperware. I give trailer number one a Tupperware. Um, but the movie itself could absolutely be a taste it to down to a toss it for all I fucking know. Yeah, taste it's across the board for me on the Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, taste it here. <laughs> I know you're like uh, fool me once. Shame on and whatever. I, honestly, I, I, I'm just judging the trailer on the trailer sure. here. I'm not putting into the effect that I think it, the fool God, wants I, my, my heart started racing when she blocked that bullet. And at the end, yeah. when I heard the guitar riff, I was just like, holy shit. I, my, I loved it. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, the slow-mo really, really, like, rubbed. The first time, I was like, oh, cool. And then it's like, okay, eight slow-mo shots in one trailer. Yeah. Yeah, she's flipping in slow mo. Bullets in slow mo. This in slow mo. I'm like, okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah I guess. Was I, the movie 90 minutes and they needed to make it two hours? So let's let's I cut a bunch of slow mo. I don't. I sometimes the slow mo gets me into the shit, man. Yeah, I, in a movie, possibly. But yeah. when we're seeing just clip, 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 it's clip, clip, show, and trailer, like, slow mo scenes kind of sometimes show me like uh, the fact that. Uh, that these people like they move at such a speed that's like inhuman. Yeah. That, that you have to slow it down to really appreciate it. Cause like if you just saw it, you saw, I don't know, like if they sped it up, that's kind of cool too. Like in a John Wick film when you just see like him like fucking yeah. like kicking ass and shit like that. Well, that's- I mean, I'll take slow mo any day over like choppy camera too close to the action. I can't even tell what the fuck's going on. Oh yeah. Like, uh, like, uh, Michael Bay Transformers movie yeah, or yeah. a Jason Bourne film. I think the Schumacher Batman films were really yeah, terrible at that true. too. Yeah. It was like you just saw like Batman's wrist. And then you right. saw some sparks, and then you saw like some weapon go flying. It's hey, like, Jake, look at Frank. I got a piss. <laughs> I'm trying to hang on to it as long as I can. You've already pissed all over Doctor Strange, so. <laughs> I'm doing the toilet at this point. You should be completely relieved. All right, guys, this has been uh, episode 162, our Doctor Strange review. Yeah. I think it fucking sucked. No, it was good. I think the movie sucked. I think good. you suck. <laughs> you, you suck. You suck as a human being. Oh, whatever. I like it. It's good. Yes, it's good. This, this was a good episode. This was fun. Yeah. Brian, don't die. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> wasn't that bad. All right. We'll, we'll hit Frank with the fucking soap wrapped up in the towels after we after <laughs> We'll be back. Uh, (laughs) What the serious fuck, dude? Sorry, man. I gotta go. I'm over here coughing. I feel like I should fart right about it. That would be ideal. That would be ideal. (laughs) See if I have some thoughts I can bring up real quick here at the end. Thoughts. (laughs) Fuck. All right, guys. Uh, And just like all good leftovers say in their doggy bags, thank you for your patronage and thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with the 163. I don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about. Stuff and things. Yeah, but we'll be back next week. See ya. Later, haters. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless. But I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that 
leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good it, toss it, good it, taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's mix it, clean erase it Let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carry over, counterculture, pushovers Pop culture Leftovers And with the uncool kids What's to say has already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Podcasts that are original and good have already been done before, so we should Separate the wheat from the shaft And we're the shaft, the crap Even though we're the shit Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good it, toss it, good it, taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's race it, can't erase it Let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carry over, counterculture, pushover Pop culture, leftovers And with the uncool kids What's to say has already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers. sure the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture leftovers.